3: They said it couldn't be done. They said it was impossible. Well, we did this shit. BTW. GoCast. Blew it up. And Roundtable Chat Pop. This is... The Pokemon Go Super Show.
0: What's up everyone, I am AstroZombie954 and welcome to a very special edition of the Fireside Chat Chatot, or what I like to call today's episode, the Pokemon Go Super Show. Uh, as usual, uh, I'm joined by my brothers in arms here, uh, WildcatDad17, howdy, and Dino. What up? Uh, but what's making this a super show is some familiar voices we've got here um so let's go around and and introduce ourselves and our shows um let's start uh with with chris go ahead hey what's going on i'm chris from
2: the GoCast podcast i'm one of two hosts uh we cover weekly news we have an emphasis on goal setting we also have two other co-hosts that do a, a weekly pvp segment on our show we're lucky to have them because kyle and i don't know what we're talking about in regards to that particular topic um and yeah, that's pretty much it. We've been around for oh geez, Kyle, how long? We we said this wrong the other day. Is it going to be four four years in July?
1: Four years in July. Yeah, four, it's four, four years, years in It's coming up. Oh my four, god, e-
2: four years in a month from now.
0: Yep, that's insane. That's insane. Um, and uh, so we've got um, our in our, our I guess my my s- sailor talking brother over here. Oh, uh, K- Calvin get a from, chance to from introduce
2: himself. <laughs>
4: Kyle,
2: you gotta
0: say hi first, man. No. I thought Chris was just gonna talk. To oh, you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, thought, no, I mean, no, no. It no. I do it every week. Yeah. Yeah. He does it he does every week. week. <laughs> I,
1: just, I, I just wanted the higher. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't That's work. It's
5: no
2: yeah. natural transition. It has to
1: sneak up uh. on him. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> and I'm the other half of. Well, I guess the other quarter of GoCast podcast. My name is Kyle. And uh, I just want to correct Chris and say we have an emphasis on goal setting,
4: but mostly failing said goals. Oh, I
5: mean, (laughs)
4: fail setting is a wonderful (laughs) brand right there. Fail setting. (laughs) I'm going to have to use that. That's awesome. But anyway, I'm I'm Ken from the Lured Up podcast. Uh, Yeah, we just talk shit about everything. So that's pretty much how we roll, and uh, I don't know. We've been uh, we've been doing it since the beginning of pretty much the game. So we're uh, we're about six years in to the show. We've done about I guess in total, when you consider all the uh, the bonus episodes and all that good stuff, probably about like two hundred and seventy five episodes at this point. And uh, yeah, still still rocking and rolling. And my I'm from New Jersey, but my co host is from New Hampshire, and that's Adam. That's me. Hey, Adam. Adam. Hi, I'm I'm the other half of the cruel, awesome duo. He's the good yeah. cop in this. In I'm the in good the, cop. The relationship.
3: <laughs> he is. Yeah, I try to. I try to stay on the right path, and uh, Ken likes to try to steer the car uh, into the guardrail. Into every the guardrail on purpose. <laughs> he drives backwards. Uh, he drives head on to oncoming traffic <laughs> most of the time, especially with Poke the Bear. He's like, how Ken, fast how- can I go into oncoming traffic? I don't know. Let's find out. Ken, how good does it feel when you get Adam
0: to curse on the show? You know, it,
4: it happens very, very <laughs> far and few between. But when it does happen, it's like, oh, man, I know whatever he's talking about. It's like hella spicy. I'm it's like, usually it's so costume
3: funny. Pikachu. Yeah, that gets
4: me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's go times on. where like we'll be talking pre or post show and a curse will come out and I'll be like, dude. What the? I go. Come on, man. That? This is, is. that the whole this time? This should be part of the show. <laughs> Never. And uh,
0: we've got, um, I guess, the new guys on the block here. Um,
6: the roundtable chat tot. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'm Old Johnny One Ball, um, aka John, um, and we are. I'm not, not just a little bit newer <laughs> um, <laughs> we we are about four months into our show.
4: love it um,
6: awesome. one of the big differences with us is as you can see, we actually record in the same room um, yeah. we we're not from very far away uh, so we meet up every Tuesday and record and be dumb. yeah, I don't know <laughs> I don't know if there's a duo that's dumber
4: out there. <laughs> well, Not with that attitude. mean, <laughs> have you seen
3: Dumb and Dumber?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may have my favorite ever of our show. shoutcasting segment. Of hearing Johnny One Ball shoutcast a Shadow Prime <laughs> match is oh, it's so nice! It's so
6: fun. <laughs> he happened to move. He doesn't always show me what he's doing, so I'm trying to lean over and watch, but guess what he's doing at the he's same tapping. time? He's tapping. He's um, tapping some more. Yep, so, so, it's, swirly, swirly, swirly,
4: swirly. His brow
0: was furrowed. <laughs> uh, so um, so this is something I've been wanting to do for some time. I, I felt like. It would be interesting to get all of us together. Um, and I, I just didn't feel like an episode of BTW would kind of fit it. Um, so when we started doing this fireside chat talk and it kind of spread off into its own little segment show, I was like, this is like the perfect place to do this. So um, I talked with the guys, and uh, Wildcat reached out to Ken, I reached out to Chris. Um and I think um Shadow and and Johnny were just in our Discord listening to us or something. <laughs> <laughs> they just jumped. in. yeah. 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 Uh, who, who left yeah. the door yeah. unlocked? I'm fine. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, we'll just do this one. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And and that's it. We we all agreed. We're all like, this sounds like a it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, basically what this episode is about is we are going to discuss views, ideas, um, thought, you know, our feelings on the state of the game uh, of Pokemon Go. Uh, Kind of, we're going to recap a little bit of this past season um, with the season of Aloha. um, And it's as unfiltered as we can possibly get, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I just thought it would be interesting because each podcast has a different standpoint and a different view on the game. We all handle different topics, um, or different perspective of the same topics. So I thought it would be, uh, a really good way to kind of end a season and give our listeners something to listen to during, uh, go fest this weekend. So, um, are we, are we ready? We want to get this started? Absolutely.
3: Let's go. Yep.
7: Lord help our souls. Let's Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's begin with things that are just, it's fresh in our head. The season of Aloha. Um, and I'm kind of interested on just like a general, how each, each podcast felt about the season, um, you know the the different uh tasks and stuff like that that were going on through it. Uh so let's start with with the new kids on the block here. Uh round
6: table, what did you guys think? To preface all of this, uh he'll have to be the one that remembers all of this. I remember nothing almost <laughs> ever. Um, so that's me. So oh, yeah. I will remember what I can and then he'll correct me and say, no, that was many seasons ago. <laughs> um, oh, that was the first season <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, for one, am, am glad that Alola is over. Um, I think with the uh, the we talked about this recording this week. There's a lack of completion that we seem to be missing when they do these type of things. Now I understand they're not going to throw all of the new Pokemon in at once or any of a full generation at once because you have to keep you know the idiots guessing, um, but uh, it just felt like there's so much missing and all we got was young goose so many young goose (laughs) so many (laughs) so many (laughs) i'm I'm done with them yeah i agree
8: like it was kind of the same thing like i was really excited at the beginning like
0: let's do this let's go
8: and the last like three weeks i'm nope i'm not doing any more raids stop inviting me please i'm I'm done i'm done Mm -hmm. so like even like with the whole like multiple paths and like you can you select one and then you can buy another one for five dollars i was like i'm doing it once i don't care <laughs> so I, I was just done with the lolo so, so. shadow would you say I'm you were it's over.
7: tapu boo boo over it
8: oh oh yeah way way top puns there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay,
7: you gotta bring it to that you gotta bring it there you gotta be funny together <laughs> all
6: right I have, to, I have to trip over one we're good
7: I'll fall into the,
6: the I'm gonna, things. I'm going to watch you trip over too. No, you won't. And then I'm going to go off screen and laugh. <laughs> I'll laugh on screen. Just on like you. You know, Frank, you my face. <laughs> awesome.
0: Um, how, about, uh, how about you guys? L- lured up. How about you?
4: So I, uh, I'm a huge fan of the seasonal format. I think that three months, without a doubt, is the proper window. It's the proper time frame. But I think that the challenges that Alola had, especially with like the last third of the season, was that there was just so many opportunities for the season to get in its own way. And there was just so much going on that it detracted from the ability to follow a narrative. And they were pushing so hard to have. A narrative and believe me that's that's what i desire right i want to have a story i want to have cohesion from the beginning of the season through the end of the season which on paper everything looked fucking awesome like it looked like there was a perfect opportunity to have this branching storyline and it had you know a relationship to the main series and it really felt like it lived in the pokemon universe but what ended up happening was it was tripping over itself and before we knew it we were simply completing tasks to complete tasks and not completing them the, to drive the narrative forward. And I think that really, especially at the end, it caused a lot of fatigue because people were just completing stuff just to see the check mark. And they didn't know why they were doing it. They were just kind of trudging through and they just were driving for the goal. And for me, the, the, the fun is in the process, right? It's trying to experience the, the narrative and that immersion. That's a big thing for me is I want to feel immersed in the world and when i read the blogs or i look at the key art like i feel that but towards the end of the season it did unravel a little bit for me because i felt the need to like have to go back and reference text and when i go back and reference text i get taken out of that immersion and because of that i think that it kind of fell apart so but this has got to be like this crazy undaunting task of trying to how do we how do we keep people's attention for 3 months on on a singular path and I don't know how they do it, but, you know, w- what? we've only been doing the seasonal thing for like a year, right? So it's like we, we have to understand that as far as the development of a process goes, the seasons now are still light years ahead of what they were when they first started, which was here's a spawn pool. Have a nice day. So <laughs> I think that they've done a great job in developing the seasonal structure. I just think that there was a little bit too much going on all at the same time that it forced everyone to go back and read and go back and try to be like, what is going on right now? What do you mean this ticket? I could buy it. Are they just trying to take my money? And whenever there's those kind of questions, it pulls you out of the immersion. And then that's where you remember, oh, fuck, this is just a mobile game. Whereas if this was like a main series game or an RPG, you feel like you're in it, right? You know, you really feel immersed. So anytime I lose track of what's going on in the game, and I'm just like, all right, I'm redundant task after redundant task. It's just like, all right, this is really what it's about, is just the rinse repeat of grinding, which for some is is enough. But I think in the for the overall perspective of trying to build a, a cohesive narrative over three months, yeah, I d- I did think it got a little muddy at the end. But, you know, for someone like Adam, you know, we live in different different areas, right? Like I'm I'm in an urban environment. I've got stops and gyms coming out of my ass everywhere. I look, there's just stuff to do. So it's easy for me to be detracted from storyline and narrative. Cause I could just play right where, where Adam might have to have a little bit more of intent when it goes to, to how to do that. So Adam, I don't know how you felt about actually trying to make sense of the story because we've tripped over stories before, but I yeah, I
3: think the story still has a little ways to go before it really grasps us. I, for one, was not very happy that, or any time, that I'm forced to evolve. Um, I have a big issue with the collection challenge that just happened uh, (laughs) for the Torcat and uh, the Brionne and the Dartrix. And I was just very upset because... But Why? Because I want to catch the shiny, I would like to get the shiny in the deck. Oh, Unless on. I get a hundred, he's one of
4: those. He's one well, of yeah. Those. No, seriously,
3: and it's like Yo, that's that's my way to
4: play. You're holding society I, I understand. back, understand. Yeah, and it's Yo, like we, I understand. We, we, we that forced other people... him to evolve Canto shit like two months ago. <laughs> good I, I, well, I was like how I is I, I was like how is this possible dude i was he was just but like I go, you don't that's have my a fucking drill. that's
3: my way to play which is different from a lot of other trainers I, i'm obviously i'm similar
7: there Adam, because i don't like to evolve things unless they have pvp ivs so like i did not want okay to waste candy on a non-pvp relevant pokemon and then i'm like at the end of the season i'm like i either don't complete this collection challenge or i'm forced to evolve and it felt bad
4: Are you starved for resources, though? Are you starved for candy and, and, you know, stuff like that where it would be a a (laughs) matter? So it's just like a a matter of principle more than a a, a matter of necessity. Yeah, Yeah, see, me, it's it's stardust.
7: Yeah, I have stardust on my ass. Let's be honest.
4: I assure you, you, Adam has the least amount of stardust of anyone on this panel. He probably has single-digit fucking stardust right (laughs) now. I, I, I,
3: I probably once a day... Use all the Stardust I got during whatever. Adam, era. it's crazy. Why? It's How? crazy. he's because like. I, I have a hundred
4: percent Weedle. It's getting no. Level I literally I go I go four star. My man.
3: I go four star, and then I hit HP, and I'm like, oh, I've got a Blissey. I can't. I can't do anything with it. I need more XLs to get there. But I'm like, ooh, I've got this hundred percent Wobbuffet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a okay. hundred and
4: seven thousand. But spend it all right now, dude. I, spend I, it all right now.
3: Ninety-nine thousand nine hundred. No, just went into a wobble. Your Waba shittiest
4: effect. IVs. Go search on one star and just fucking spend <laughs> it. Spend no, it all. I, no,
3: right no, no, no. So that's the thing. It's a deli bird, and I and I value the deli bird candy and the XL very highly. So I don't. I don't want to get rid of this. You need to put but, out like a rule book for the
2: way you play, man. Jeez. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, seriously.
3: And that's the thing. So I, with everybody playing their different styles. I don't like I I like a collection challenge as me collecting those Pokemon. If I have to do a raid, I get a free raid pass a day. I'm fine with doing a raid. But making me evolve, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I don't like it. Other than that, I enjoyed the season of Alola. I felt very
4: Hawaiian. Yo, can I say this? I who else, who else is burnt out on fucking Willow just leaning over and talking to us? Like, does anyone read it? Does anyone like? No, read I, it? I've no. never no. read that. So never. he's just kind
8: of
9: like. Hey, just tap. Hey, <laughs> tap tap hey, tap, tap, tap.
8: Like, he's like, oh yeah, you guys go find the Tapus, But he's like waist deep in water,
7: like looking for them. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I let Zoe your so read it to me. I'll be honest. You I remember, remember now. I let Zoe yeah. their videos read it to me. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna read all of it this time around, and I read none of it. It's just <laughs> like I just go to the blog and get caught up. But no, I'm actually, I'm actually interested to hear what GoCast has to think about the season because. I know from a content perspective, their, their look and their, the way they, uh, approach the mechanics and, and what they do in the games is is much different with the goal setting and everything. So I don't know what you guys thought. Speaking of of goal setting, (laughs) I I failed
3: and uh, I'm pretty sure whatever the, 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 the master rework is no oh no what are you at no it was it was seriously 29 days and i forgot adam
1: Adam. i'm at then i guess i'm gonna beat you i'm at 21 the horror no No. kyle i haven't missed a day it's just 30 days
2: is a long time okay anyways it's not as long as 75 days of come on (laughs) Set a reminder. <laughs> I do. I have a reminder. That's why I am on 21 days. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kyle, what did you think of the season of Alola? Oh. I, I want to hear what you have to say first, because uh, I'm going to make it sound like the beach vacation that it was. So, please, give us the tsunami. Give us the hurricane.
1: That, that's It's not going to happen. Everyone who oh. is listening who does know me, you know, usually uh, think a lot of negative things about some stuff with reason. I, I like the season of Alola. I thought it was good. I don't need a story to play a video game. The story is like third or fourth string when it comes to my enjoyment of a video game. First and foremost is playing the game, the mechanics of it. And I really enjoyed the special research that we got. I don't care for the Tapus. So having them in raids for what felt like ever was kind of exhausting. But I love the starters. Every time I saw a Rowlet spawn, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Actively catching them doesn't matter, and so that alone, the amount of Rockruff raids I did, I don't even want to admit. And I'm still accepting them. I don't need the shiny anymore. I'm still accepting them. You got <laughs> so, four shinies, same. No, I same. have two, but that's oh. good enough for me. <laughs> I've done. It's not
0: good. I've enough. done almost sixty, and I still have no. Ooh.
1: I have done
6: that many. No shinies from raids
2: but I hatched two. Yes. Hey.
1: The glory of eggs. Preach. Preach. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, I also look at what we got from the season. And one of the things, you know, we got the starters, some of the ones that I love a lot. We also saw the change to, uh, Megas and the mega energy, the mega level system. And we saw mega legendaries. And while that's technically not strictly a Lola, it, happened during the season of alola and so that counts in terms of my enjoyment and so that's rates it very highly for what we've had so far for me
2: i think that's a fair assessment though too because if you if you have to wait what their content schedule is going to be like you also have to wait the features that they put in there because it is part and parcel to the sort of events they have because they like to gear those events toward features so i think you're i think that's right kyle and fair um that being said i think I, i also enjoyed the season of alola but I also don't care about the story or the narrative whatsoever. (laughs) Now that being said, uh, not, not, not all of it, right? I don't care about Willow. They haven't given me a reason to care about Willow. I care about the team leaders because they all have personalities They've made those fun social posts where they've got to be themselves. We have, you know, the, the dabbing uh, spark. Like, we have all these things that are fantastic. <laughs> I don't see why they don't yep. leverage them more often. And they kind of did a little bit, just a teensy bit, with the challenges that we had every month, right? They were like, oh, we have to catch this many Pokemon to unlock this door. Stuff like that. I don't even remember. I just remember them being involved with beats. And I would love to see more of that instead of a tech stump that I we'll have to see twice anyway, because the game doesn't keep track of the first time I saw it. Like I just clicked through it because I just want to get it done because I am definitely a check Mark sort of guy. But if, but if I did care about the characters, I would pay attention because I love stories in other games, just not this one. I don't know if we need voice acting. I don't know if we just need Willow to just be with somebody else all the time. I don't
4: know. Here's, <laughs> but, here's a counterpoint hey. to the voice acting. We all play on fucking mute. I, I don't. So wow. <laughs> yep yeah are you like like you ever turn the game on in the morning and you hear like that fucking intro like so what i what i
2: do what i do is that i have it on mute until i'm like about to go out and grind and i'll put it in my my headphones then i'll turn it back on um but if i'm like out and about in my car going out to get coffee and while i'm in line i catch some pokemon spins and stuff it's off then so Fair well, you a passion. Oh, That's oh, too much work. Oh, oh, too, yeah. too way too much work. Too embarrassed while, while you're getting coffee?
3: Well, I don't want to annoy everybody else. I'm wearing a
2: Pokemon Go shirt in the drive-thru, but I don't want to annoy <laughs> them. <That's everybody. laughs> yeah. But they're like, hey, you like Pokemon Go? I'm like, how much time you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Season of Malola, two thumbs up uh, for most of the reasons that Kyle said. Um, but I'd have to agree with Ken that the, the story was rather thin, if almost non-existent.
4: On paper, it was, had so much potential. Though. I know. <laughs> it just a for effort yes maybe a d for execution d for delivery yep and d's nuts also And d for the delivery (laughs) pokemon delibird oh my gosh adam's happy
2: (laughs) all right well what about btw what about our our fabulous hosting show
0: uh well i talk way too much on our show so i'm gonna let the other guys and especially dino because if i don't purposely call him out time. he may not actually say a single word you'll just hear me laughing the show. time. <laughs> uh, so
9: go ahead yeah Dino. of course uh so for me it's funny because everyone's like perspective of the season was like all like non pvp like related oh uh, and for me like all i saw was just like pvp pokemon like i didn't even like really care too much about like the storyline whatsoever i didn't even notice like what it was even about i just saw pokemon like the starters like I was excited for them. I saw the moves, and then I was just like, I hate them because the moves that they got was just, like, horrible. So I know Trash. other people loved it because of what they are, which is completely fine. Uh, but unfortunately for me, like, I wasn't too excited just because of the moves. And I feel like I, I speak on behalf of like, most of us, like Astro and Wildcat, that we typically go based off the moves for PvP to, like, a Pokemon. Uh, because for Tapu, like Tapu Fini and uh, Bulu, like both of them, like we enjoyed it because it's really good for PvP. Uh, so for me, overall, like it was great. Uh, but then it just got like very stale. Like after doing way too many raids, way too many, like uh, the same spawns. Um, so for me, like it was just kind of got boring towards the end.
2: But uh, what about you,
9: Walker? Oh, that day yeah, exactly. Yeah. Changed the game. Okay. It, yeah, exactly. It was getting boring yeah. and then they brought us back in.
2: <laughs> a good bug. Can we just like yeah. take really, a second? Really, really good bug. <laughs> like one second. All right. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I,
7: I will say the season of Aloha, after taking the season of heritage taking three steps forward, jumped back a mile. Because what Chris said, Season of Heritage was amazing. They had good story throughout it. They had the team leaders involved. There was narrative, but there was also The events really kind of drove that entire season. Season of Alola, the narrative sucked. Pokemon were pretty good. And then you add in the fact that every time there was a set of research or something going on that was supposed to drive forward, it was the exact same thing I did two weeks before for the previous reason. So it just was a huge step back. Also, not having a competitive PvP season kind of sucked, but at the same time, it was also very refreshing because I played like twenty five hundred battles when I normally only play like eighteen hundred. Because I didn't care whether I won or lost. So. Hey man,
4: it's the only time that scrubs like us can feel accomplished in PvP. Come on, let us have that. <laughs> Did you uh-huh. all get your
7: pica Hell yeah,
4: of hey, course. There we go. That's nice. There we go. Don't no. want to ask me and Chris. No, oh, God. I got to rank
2: nine. I kind of forgot about it. <laughs>
7: no, I think no. I was rank 11. Can I get Chris oh, hey. the first round in Columbus next month? <laughs> Please. Right. Please. No, no. I'm yeah. asking you. Yeah. Please do. Just so you can go on stage.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm joking. I keep saying the joke. I'm not going to try, but I'm absolutely going to try. Uh, I'm just excited to also cheer people on, man. So that's going to be great.
7: I'm excited to meet you there. In I, I don't think that's that's the huge thing I'm looking forward to. to you know, yeah, you know, Columbus is getting to finally meet all these wonderful people that I talked to online in person. Heck, the BTW crew's never even met in person, as far as all three of us.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, because
7: <laughs> it's the world of COVID. So I, I think you... that's that's my <laughs> big thought on the season. of it just it was a huge step back from where we were at in the season of Heritage. after what do you think? so surprisingly uh i'm the
0: outlier to our group uh i actually enjoyed the season in a whole um i've never rated so much <laughs> than i true. did um it felt slow in the beginning and then for it felt like once the tapoos came in it was like at least for me it ramped i was like actively opening my game as soon as I woke up to make sure like I had it open in case I got an invite. Um, Like
7: I've never done that. Do you think that had to do with the (laughs) fact that you started focusing on Master League when you hadn't in in previous seasons? It, it does. It does. um, But
0: it also, when there's a Pokemon in raids, that is PVP relevant. It does tend to pique my interest a little more. Um, I loved the starters. I don't care if Decidueye is terrible right now. Ugh. I love that freaking Pokemon. So yes, I made sure. sure I had one for all three leagues. Because <laughs> um, one day, you, ne- one day, you never mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but uh, I think my biggest thing with the seasons is we come out with a season. We say what the spawns for the season are. And then three days later we have an event, and then there it's event spawns, and then that event ends and there's, like, four hours of the natural spawn, and then a new event, and it's, like, you get to a point where it's, like, I don't even know what the fuck is supposed to be spawning right now. (laughs) Like, where are the the spawns that they told me before? Because all I see is event spawns everywhere. That's all it is. So it kind of just is, like, I guess I mean, you could just like don't tell us what a natural spawn for the season is going to be just be like this is the season and then inside the season we've got these events that will dictate the spawn um the spawn pool because otherwise it's just like i think there was like one week we had where there was nothing and i was like there's like nothing here i want to catch right now that's so. <laughs> a
7: great good question how did everyone feel about the alola to aloli event being pretty much the exact same event we started the season with minus like two additional spawns uh. did it feel like a big just kind of wet fish the way out
2: i i don't think so i like the branching paths and things like that i thought that was fun i i actually did the special research twice and, and kyle did, yeah, too. I did as well oh, okay good i wasn't sure if you were gonna <laughs> fess up or not yeah, yeah i did uh <laughs> i i thought it was really cool i like all that like agency giving stuff even if i don't really care about the story if i get to make a decision i i enjoy it twice as much
4: as i would have otherwise that's really the only time i read the shit is when there's okay. a decision involved because you know mm-hmm. i, I want to make sure that You know, I I get what I want out of it. So it's like I'll pay a little bit more attention to, you know, they're they're empowering me to do something. So I want to, you know, I don't want to take that for granted. So that's when I'll try to push myself to be more engaged with the narrative by reading. That's the only method they have of delivering narratives. So, yeah, Yeah. I, I thought it was a little redundant. However, I think that the process of catching Pokemon and the spawns that are there from the events that's the rinse repeat, right? That's the grind. That's the swirl and throw, swirl and throw, check, transfer. Like that's just the process of the game that you know, some of us have done a couple hundred thousand times even, but we don't get tired of it, right? But when there's a narrative that's behind it that can drive us to be motivated to continue to do that, you know, that that helps out a little bit. But again, with so much happening at the end of the season and people not really realizing why they're doing it, they're just doing it because the game is offering it i think that that kind of detracts from the 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 idea of what a season should be and and that's really a a a bookended piece of narrative
0: yeah now if the willow willow bombs like the the little willow pop out hey if that was animated where like willow was like talking and moving and like had something going on besides a solid background and then you kind of see if you look really carefully you see his mouth move every once in a while and he blinks but like if there was something more to it than just scrolling i I
4: think the reason i skip through this shit is because i want to get back to gameplay right i just want to get back to it if willow was more like cortana right in the halo games where it's a voice in my head and I'm able to not be, not have it be intrusive to my gameplay experience. It's just a, a layer. I think I would prefer that because, especially on a calm day or something like that, where I, you know, even at six hours, I still feel pressed for time. I just want to get back to the map. I just want to get back to the game. And that's, that's a detriment to the narrative because I'm just trying to blast through that shit as fast as possible. Tap, 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 you know, and <laughs> just get me back to catches. So if yeah. I was able to still catch while being delivered that narrative, I would probably be a little bit more engaged with it because I know that, you know, we can multitask here. You know, it's not like it's not like where we I don't need to have 100 percent captive audience to Daddy Willow. It's like, give me this on the side and I'll still be happy.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Um, So awesome. Um. So let's kind of like, let's get started. Let's get right into like the topics. Uh, So basically what I did is I asked um, each of the podcasts to come up with two talking points, topics, questions, whatever you want to call it, that they wanted to hear the other podcast's opinions on. Um, Like ours is about PvP. We know what we feel about PvP, but hearing it from other podcasts who don't normally focus on that It was you know something we wanted to do um but before we do that i think what a lot of people are going to want to hear from all of us is our opinions on pokemon go as a game the state of the game of where it is right now um like are, are there well I guess I'll just let Ken start and we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Sure. So
4: I, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of, it's like an onion here, right? There's a lot of layers that we could peel back of what makes up the state of the game. We have the, the actual mechanics of the game and functionality of the game. You have being a live service game, how the game is delivered to us and communicated to us is a strong factor. And then also the diversity of mechanics And the accessibility between a range of players, meaning like, how is this game going to be fun for the first time player versus the person that's been playing for a year versus the person that's been playing for five years? So there's really a lot of layers here. And, you know, obviously with with BTW being, you know, a a PVP focused thing, you know, we can all say that, you know, GBL and PVP in general has probably suffered and struggled the most out of any of the mechanics of the game, even something like gym battles that haven't had a, you know, any attention given to them in, in, in years, they still function better than GBL, which is actively at the forefront of everything. Right. So I think yeah. from a mechanical perspective, I think the game functions phenomenally with the exception of PVP. I think from a narrative perspective, there is light years of, Opportunity here of how they can deliver these narrative beats in a better way that will not only help the the player retain the information, but also you know captivate them and keep them immersed and keep them engaged. Uh, the communication aspect, which is a strong part of a live service game, uh, is probably um, the worst part of it all, and and it's it's a shame because. A lot of the the issues that this game has, especially for content creators and people like us that kind of like eat, breathe and shit the game, all this stuff seems so exceptionally predictable. You know, it's like, hey, if you uh, if you make a right turn here, guess what? You're going to go right off the fucking cliff. And it's like, guess which way they turn? You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Is, it's like, this is true. It's like we exactly. we keep telling you, it's like you you keep passing that sign as you go down the street that says, yep, if you turn right, you're fucking dead. And yep, you're still going to die if you turn right. And it's like, <laughs> you get to the light and you're like, which way should no, I seriously, go? <laughs> seriously, I'm going
3: to turn right. Keep going and you die.
4: <laughs> so I, I think that that portion of it has a trickle down effect that impacts the entire community at large. And because of that, It makes all the bits of the different communities and different disciplines of the game, because everyone could play like Adam was saying, everyone could play this game differently. Right. And that's what makes it so cool. But when there's a lack of communication, you either have blissful ignorance, which is phenomenal. My coworkers play this game every single day. They're not on Pokemon Go Twitter. They're not on Pokemon Go Live. And they have a fucking blast. But they're blissfully ignorant to the issues. They're blissfully ignorant to what's going on in the community. They just have fun. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, God damn, I wish I could just have fun. You know, <laughs> okay, <And> you should <laughs> tell them, ruin it for them. That's not fair. I, for you. I dude, I try. I try so <laughs> okay. bad. And, you know, and it's like, they, they know I talked to Niantic and stuff. And, yeah. and they're like, they're like, so what's the big issue? Cause like one of them had a, had a relationship with, with a different, you know, game and, and developer. And they're so used to like the back and forth and, you know, obviously, I, I don't, I don't tell anybody shit, but it's like they, they're just so blissfully ignorant. I, I, I envy that sometimes because we get caught in the crossfire of one being the messenger that's like willing to get shot every week on our shows, right? Because we have to deliver sometimes like shitty stuff, and that trickles into all the disciplines. So it's, it's a, it's a total bummer. So, I mean, all that being said. I fucking love this game to death more so, you know and I've been playing video games since the day I you know I grew up with a in television I'm old as fuck so I grew up with an television and, and Atari 2600 and all that stuff I mean I've been playing Atari. games literally my entire life and I've never felt so compelled to be a part of a game or a part of community than this so it's clearly doing something right it's tickling me in the jellies in, in just the right way right. So <laughs> while I do think that there's a lot of issues I think uh if you can train yourself to be slightly blissfully ignorant to the problems it's a little bit more enjoyable to to get through on on a day to day but uh yeah there's definitely a lot of a lot of a lot of issues but sometimes you just got to look past it and just remember this is a free game that's that's fun to play Adam I don't, I don't know where you're at with with the overall the macro view of The things.
3: overall I really enjoy this game it does a lot, like mentally. I mean, like I just my house spawn. Like I literally have a septile just just spawn. Oh yeah, you know, like, like, like that's exciting. Like just random stuff. Like this game is so much fun, and like I'll be going number two, and I and I just start playing PvP. Just because that's something that like passes the time.
4: Because the so shitty.
3: Didn't. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, uh, tapu poo poo. That's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's only if you're rating it. Um, <laughs> but I just enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed the trading aspect. Uh, the last community day, like, I didn't see anybody else walking around. Which was so weird for me because I'm so used to on a nice day, just tons of trainers out walking and stuff. And I was with my son just walking around and like he was catching Pokemon and we just walked around town and we eventually walked to uh like a park and then he's like, All right, I'm done playing for a little while, and I was like, Okay, like that's fine. But he was so excited when you got shinies, like just that like there's just this game is so much fun. And there's so many ways that people can play it, there's so many ways that it can help people and it just brings people together in the best way possible um, except for on Twitter. But
4: uh- <laughs> <laughs> how can I be, you sound blissfully ignorant. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Like, and, it's that's, just and that's just like the
3: thing. Like I
4: like, you know, when I enjoy the office can- space, when you get, gets like hypnotized and just stays in that state. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this game is great. <laughs> like yesterday, yesterday morning, I, I hooked up my go, my go plus.
3: Finally, I found it again. So I was like, all right, go plus you're on. I just, I popped in headphones. I went for a run and I dropped an incense, dropped a star piece. I went for a run and I had a blast. I caught 125 Pokemon did uh, mm. like a 5k basically. Um, And it feels good. I like, that's how I didn't even touch the game. Like I opened it up linked it to the go plus and pushed a button the whole run. And like that, I enjoyed that part of the gameplay that I got to hatch eggs and get physically in shape mentally. It's good for you. So like, oh, I'm getting all emotional here. <laughs> You're feeling You're it in your jellies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still haven't caught right. the septile, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just love this game and I love it the community and everybody that's like everybody here, like this couldn't have been possible without this game. I mean, sure, yeah, but I, I don't know if we would ever meet or ever talk otherwise. So I've met a lot of good, cool people through this game and it's just, I don't know. It's just, I love it.
4: Wow. Yeah. Thank you for coming to Adam's Ted talk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> alright don't
6: want to cry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Roundtable, I gotta, I gotta hear the newbie take. What's uh like? Are you guys new to the game or just new to podcasting?
6: Just new to podcasting Okay, all right. Um, we're we're day one players. Oh, you,
4: can, no, stay. you can stay.
6: You <laughs> can stay. <laughs> day two, you're mm-hmm. out, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm day two, bro. I'm awesome. day two, day oh, two, Uh-oh. out. Uh-oh. <laughs> fucking
4: Pokemon Club <laughs> account would not load. That's I could enough. not get in. <laughs>
6: So I think we are probably the definition of those slightly blissfully ignorant people. Um, For me, I really don't jump into the PvP side of it. So, I mean, I hear about the bugs and I hear about the lags and things like that, but it doesn't really affect how I play the game. Um, You know, I'm I'm just out catching or I've got a Pokeball Plus going or, uh, you know, while I'm driving through town, you know, the ball will pick something up and I've got something cool to look at when I get home. Um, So I think the, the, I guess where the game is for me right now is like I mentioned before, there are some things that just make it feel incomplete because as a person who plays the mainline games, I play them for 30, 35, 40 hours and I'm done. I finished it. I beat Cynthia. I've caught everything I want. I'm done. I'm not a uh you know a Dex completer, uh, but I've finished the game. So for me, the game where ooh, we have the first hundred and fifty one, but good luck finding them sometimes. Or uh, you know, the ooh, I would really love some more Alola Pokemon. Where's Bruxish, right? <laughs> 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 nope. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> So those are the things that I, I want in the game. I'm all set <laughs> on, on the good, on the, on the good side for me, the, the inability to complete the entire game keeps me playing. There's there. It's not like, yep, I caught all 151. I've got 89 shinies from that lot and I'm good. We're That's done. a
4: great point. That's a great
6: point. But By the time I get to that point, uh, Ooh, gen two is coming. Ooh, we got starters from gen three. Ooh, Kecleon. Those <laughs> Where? things... Where's this Keclion?
4: <laughs> it's in the loading screen. So <laughs> you
6: got one. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is that it's already in the game, but it's invisible, and you can only get it by clicking random spots around you, uh, and no one's done it yet. So that's. I think it's already. That makes there. sense. But I have a lot of odd <laughs> thoughts about. It's a good no, theory. <laughs> I like that theory. It's probably true. <laughs> um. So for me, it it feels simultaneously complete as a game. I mean, comparing to other mobile games that we've played, um, awesome, Bejeweled has more uh, levels or Candy Crush doesn't ever stop. But those don't feel like a fully fleshed out game uh, like Pokemon Go does to me. Uh, But it also feels incomplete to the point where, um, you know, I'm not banging my head against a wall about it, but I am going to still keep playing because... Ooh, I actually don't have a four-star of this, or I would really like this shiny. I'm just going to keep going, and I'll never have all of that, so have my money.
4: So you're chasing the serotonin.
6: That's right. Nice. For, for me, I'd like to
8: say I'm a, I'm a reckless optimist when it comes to the game. <laughs> because, to anything. Uh, I yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah, This will work. This will work. Good. Sadly, <It's> <laughs> but hey, still... But for me, like, I, there are things that, like, absolutely frustrate me with the game. Like, I can have 400 friends, but I can only open 20 gifts. Why, what's the point? Why? I have other friends I'm working on. So th- those are the, th- those aspects of the game just really kind of, like, drive me up a wall. And I'm like, I want to complain about it with somebody. And once that's that complaint is out, I'm good. Let's go find some more shinies. So, like, that that's the <laughs> kind of thing that, like, that whole, like, uh. Like you see like that septile that pops on the map like I'm gonna go out of my way to catch that septile. like mm-hmm. normally I'm like, oh if it's a rat time, hopefully the Pokeball plus will get it. but if it's if I see a septile, I'm gonna go get that because that like that that serotonin that like little hit of dopamine every time you're just like, oh those sparkles are shiny like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah like the, the reckless optimism in me.
6: so we also have the ability to play together almost all the time. Yeah. We live about five minutes away from each other now um and Jealous. we can just be like hey man That's you want to awesome. go hunt you want to go to golden you want to go downtown whatever yeah let's go let's do it we'll ride the bus around and we we have that so having uh another grown up to play the game <laughs> with um it keeps it fun <laughs>
2: i like the two of them with grown up instead of adult like like physically and that's about it
6: as a person who continues to play pokemon every day i tell people often that growing up is a choice
4: absolutely amen
6: and i am not there yet
4: not me i'm old as fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm my up back too. is hurting right now my dogs are barking
0: um so i guess btw um i'm gonna let wildcat kind of talk about this
7: one because he's the more articulate one Ooh, this is this is <laughs> a thing that i can get a little fiery on so I, i'm gonna start with the good there is no other game in my entire life. And I've been gaming since the early nineties that I have woke up every day and played. There's no other game in that preach and I'll continue to do it. It is a part of my daily yep. routine. Even if I can't leave my house every day, I still play every day. And that's part of that is GBL because I can, you know, I can sit here at my desk while I'm listening to a meeting that I shouldn't be on in the first place that for some reason they're making me join and I can knock a set out. So that, really grind part of it keeps me going. However, the state of GBL, it's better than it was. The people out there that's yelling, they haven't fixed anything in GBL pisses me off. Because if you look at what, at the end of this season, compared to what we were at in the end of the season of the Heritage with GBL, it is night and day better. Yes, there's still yeah. issues, but they've made <sighs> improvements. And if you know coding, yeah. every time you fix one thing, you break six others. That's just how coding works, y'all. Um, but, as Ken kind of mentioned, and this is the one if you if you've listened to some of the previous Fireside TED Talks, I get very fiery. Niantic's communication is absolute bullshit. They do not know how to talk to anyone ever, and even things to where they leave their their creators, like Ken, like Nick, like Zoe, out to dry, hunting for answers is just crap. I mean, the fact that in a video, Nick had to say, hey, look, I didn't know about these add-ons for GoFest when I filmed my video because I wasn't told. And it wasn't part of the actual announcement either. They made that mistake in Germany. They fixed it in Japan. And then for North America, yet again, no mentions of add-ons until you go to purchase a ticket and see there's two little checkboxes down there. How can you keep screwing up that badly over and over and over? And that is one thing I will... I say on the show all the time. I will praise Nyinek when they've done something good, and I will yell at them when they do something bad. And their communication is their consistent bad, but they make a game that keeps me playing, and that's good. So it it it's a love hate relationship, but I know Dino probably feels a little more middle of the road as he continues to stay all the time. So Dino, yeah. where are you at? I mean
9: I'm not I mean, actually surprisingly, you know, I'm actually agreeing with you completely with this. Uh just because like for me, this this game, Whoa. yeah, I know, right? I was gonna, I, say, I gotta, I gotta
0: time mark this right now. Um, <laughs> Timestamp, got it. Yeah,
9: so for for me, like, I actually think the same thing as him because um, GBL, like, I mean, it gets a lot of people fired up. Uh, that's the only thing that like gets like gets me going. The only thing that keeps me coming back to the game because I'm a very competitive guy. So that's something that I I really enjoy and. Uh, for me like i'm like most of you guys is like as you can tell like my background all pokemon stuff it's just like very addicting this is like something that i'm like passionate about and if you go on twitter there's people saying like oh if the game doesn't do this and doesn't do that i'm quitting like i mean i'm not gonna do that like if the game does that i'm like all right i'm not gonna maul or get mad or anything like that i'm just gonna like enjoy and keep playing and uh just because i enjoy the game that much and it's it's even though there's moments where, yeah, I mean, I throw my phone after like a battle or something. Uh, even after that, I still come back and I'm, you know, uh, very, very happy to like continue playing this game. Very happy to like meet like so many people out that I would have never met if it wasn't for the game. So overall, like I, I, like I said, I agree completely to everything that Wildcat says. And I know he's very surprised at that, but
7: uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just, a game that I enjoy playing. I love that you mentioned that part about meeting people you have never met, even in your own city. I've literally, uh, one of our discord admins, uh, seagull. I met him through the game. I got to know him well enough. I helped him get hired at my company because I built that bond with him. And I thought it was like, Hey, this dude's cool. And he'd be cool to work with. And without the game, I would have never met him. And we live less than three miles from each other.
4: That's wild.
8: That's
7: awesome.
4: Wildcat. Wow, well, that's Wildcat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thank
8: you,
7: thank you. Okay, Astor, what? Are, what anything else that close out the thought here? Uh,
0: you know, you know me. I always end up playing the devil's advocate here. Um, uh, I will say yes. I I think as a show, BTW, agrees on the communication aspect of of the game being lacking. Um, I will say. I've never, in going on 38 years of life, have played a game as much as I've played this. Um, I wake up, I open it, It, I promise you, if you look at my screen time, it's 12 to 13 hours of Pokemon Go, because I have stops at work. I, I use the Wayfair, or whatever it is, to put stops around my work that I can reach with My go plus Um,
4: (laughs) officially (laughs) authorized accessory that I use. Yes.
0: Um, But like I have like I have that there like it's on my phone is on it's running it's there it's plugged in. I mean nothing the only other game i can think of where i've sat down and really was like man i got to like keep going keep going was like the uncharted series and that's just because the story behind it was just really good and i loved playing the game other than that um i mean how long it took me 2 years to beat breath of the wild <laughs> because that's how little i was playing it um i still haven't beat Legend Arceus,
1: <laughs> oh, so oh no because it's I so just, good
0: i, I
3: haven't read right, it either i'm right there with uh, i'm not surprised yeah. though adam <laughs> i mean yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but it's not because i don't want to it's just because when i sit down you know for those of you who don't know i have five kids between two marriages uh i am a co-owner of a business and i work 12 hours a day. (laughs) Um, The guys know it'll be nine o'clock and I'm like, I just got home. So when I sit down, I spend time with my family. And then when the kids go to bed, if the wife is in bed, like my brain is fighting on, am I opening Pokemon go or am I playing my switch? And nine times out of 10, I'm opening Pokemon go. And next thing I know it's two in the morning and I'm still you know messaging the practice channel in our discord hey is anybody want to battle anybody want to do this i mean you know i've never had that with any other game um gameplay like i love like everyone has been saying that the community aspect of it um people i've never met honestly um ken could probably attest to this because we were from like a same scene um I grew up in the 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 hardcore punk rock scene. We are very elitist with who we hang out with um we're very we were very if you don't listen to this and you don't listen to our bands like we're you know you're not going to be friends with me um I would have never hung out or talked to half the people I talk to now um because this game just brings that community together now there's toxicity to that community. Um, and I think those people give us as content creators, sometimes a bad name, um, for newer players. Um, we've always tried as a podcast to be as positive as possible. Um, like Brad said, we'll give praise where praise is due, but we're going to call them out on their bullshit when it's there. Um, it's, it's just something, but like, it's like this is a game like my whole family plays and when i say my whole family my kids play my wife plays occasionally my mom who's in her 60s in a wheelchair plays um she's battling my 7 year old you know they're doing raids together and stuff like that um it's a it's a family thing obviously i'm a little more into it than them but go f- uh actually it was canto the canto tour driving with my kids in the back seat and my seven-year-old opens a game and sees a snorlax he presses it it's a shiny i literally almost had to swerve off the road because i thought he was something happened because he was
5: like daddy
0: (laughs) you know like that's that's the thing i always mention. like he has a he has a shiny sable eye and every time he comes you know i have him on the weekend and we're playing he's like daddy you get any shinies and i'm like oh i get this one this he's like did you get You get a sableye? I'm like no, and he's like, I got one, and he shows <laughs> me as <his>. well. <laughs> but like that's that's the part of the game I I enjoy. Um, I don't have like actual problem with the game play. Uh, I think gyms are incredibly boring. Um, I unless there's a spot open as I'm driving on a Valor Snipe gym, <laughs> I don't even look at them. <laughs> <laughs> like I just go I don't battle them nothing um I think that's huge um they have a lot where they can grow just in that in general um PVP obviously we do a PVP podcast uh I tend to be I guess more on the blissfully ignorant side where I don't notice as much of lags and things like that as other people. Normally, I just chalk it up to me not being as good as everybody else. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, I didn't notice that. But then when it does happen, I'm like, oh, shit, this is, this is legit. Okay, this, this is real. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it later in the show. But seeing it on a main stage was a little embarrassing, <laughs> like as a as as a content creator for this game, watching the debacle from the first couple of regionals, it was embarrassing for me. Like as a PvP podcast, like I'm like, man, I gotta go try and get people to play this game. <laughs> and they just watch that and it's like, ugh. But um yeah, I it's I don't really I give Niantic its credit. Um I know they listen. I, I always say they listen to us because, like, as soon as we say something when we record, it happens magically. <laughs> 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 Quick, uh, say say that I, PvP
4: is fixed. PvP oh, my God. Fixed. It works. What?
0: And I need a shiny Noctowl or a shiny Hoot Hoot, please. They got a knockdown. <laughs> <It> drops <laughs> into account.
2: Boom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's kind of my two cents on it um i'm I'm really interested to hear what Chris and Kyle have to say about it because they tend to be i guess the more positive both <laughs> <laughs> of, of us sometimes uh I very rarely hear negativity coming occasionally but um i'm I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about it.
1: So Chris is more positive than I am in general, so I'm going to go first anyways. Thank you. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot to say here. And one thing I say a lot, and I, I've said a lot at least, Niantic and Pokemon Go are fantastic at making and designing an experience. Pokemon Go is an experience that you get to live through. But as a game, it's just awful. I, I, I don't like it as a game. If it was just a video game, I would not be playing this game. Oh man! You know, uh, you said when you get home and you're <laughs> <That's> like, "Awesome!" <laughs> I sit down. And I have to decide between playing my Switch and playing Pokemon Go. I am right. the same way. I get to get home from work ten o'clock at night. I have to. I sit down at my computer because that's where I play most of my video games, and I play another game. Pokemon Go is reserved for the times when I'm not at home, which is which is plenty. I love Pokemon Go. I play far too much of it probably although it is not the most played game i've ever played which is a very very sad thing to admit
7: but what is but. then now i need to know what is the most played game. <laughs> uh it's, it's
1: it's if i had to guess it's either third or fourth number one by a very long shot was war of the warcraft uh 5 years of my life I probably played it 6 to 8 hours a day. <laughs> 5 was...
2: years of your life you played it for 6
1: to 8 years. <laughs> <laughs> I I, put, I play it more. to more than workout. Wouldn't you have though? You absolutely would. I have. would have. Right, yes. Exactly. I was 14 15 years old. I would uh-huh. have. So that was like every day of my life. Second would have been the the legends probably. Maybe it's it's tough to determine if second and third. I had like 1500 2000 hours in League of Legends. And then the third is another mobile game that I played before go which had like 18 hours of screen time every day because it ran itself. I just had to manage it like an idol Until until you did PvP. The PvP obviously was manual, but everything else was basically idle. And I just I love playing go because of the experience it provides me. I like the excuse to get outside. I love the people it's had me meet. I'm I've swirl and throwed so many balls that I don't want to think about anymore. And I don't particularly care about the PVP aspect of it. I, I love PVP myself, but goes PVP. It, it kind of puts me to sleep. <laughs> that said the overall state of the game, I hazard to say it's, it's never been in a better space. It can always be better but having played it for six years now it used to be so much worse
2: yeah i mean uh i'm I'm gonna take that slight silence as an as an opportunity (laughs) to start my opinion as well all right so kyle i i definitely kind of agree with you and i agree with most what everybody has said so far um i'm gonna keep my response kind of short and i'm gonna organize it as thus so first is communication just as a general topic uh, secondly will be gameplay and third will be, um, just kind of like experience optics, like as somebody that, en- that engages with the game, but outside of the game, what that experience is like. So first of all, communication, I, you know, I don't think I've met anybody that said that Niantic was good at communication, especially via Pokemon go in particular. Uh, similar to Ken and Adam, Kyle and I are blessed with the opportunity of having a, a nicer, closer relationship with Niantic and, uh, having some context for some of these things has been really good for my mental state, except for when I go out and I see, cause I'm a Twitter guy, uh, people that don't know what they're talking about screaming to the heavens and just demeaning people and being rude. Um, because you know, I, I care about this game. I care about the people that make it. I care about all of these things. And also in my heart of hearts, I feel like they're not wrong. They're just misinformed. And that misinformation or lack of information is at its core Niantic's fault. So to some degree, the anger is justified. The outrage is justified. The confusion is certainly justified. Um, but let's move on to the next topic of gameplay. I think the game it does a really good job of of providing and promoting and building on what it does best, which is like everybody has said the the curveball and throw. That's pretty much it. It's a repetitive thing. It keeps us in the spot. Times when I've been depressed, sad, I'll go outside and I'll just walk around the block and throw some pokeballs, and I feel better because it takes me back to my personal center. Right? It's it's nice like that. Uh, that being said, there are parts of the game that are strictly just unfun. Um, Like the rating experience is not really fun. Kyle and I have talked about that a lot before. We love rating. We do not like raids. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right? It's just, it's not, it's really just not fun. Um, which brings me to uh the last thing, which is the experience of playing outside of the game itself. Those are the things that make the gameplay elements that you would consider lacking. Um, Fine or great, or even excellent in some cases, right? Like, rating is fun when we do it in person. Rating is fun when you don't take it so seriously. Rating is fun when you're also exploring a new place. All of these things are true, and it's difficult to have a conversation about core mechanics without talking about how that also affects the player in the space that they're currently in. Um, I think some of the changes they've made to the game have been ultimately good in the end of the day. Some of the things I push back on. Um, personally, like, I don't think the switch to three hour community days was a good idea, at least not fully. Um, but on our show, we, we try, especially since we have some information and context other people don't have, we, we try to really seek to understand what the decision is, even if we don't agree. And more often than not, that'll cool the jets, uh, more than, you know, people just running to Twitter and just screaming. Right. So I I think, I think the state of the game is good but I also understand that I'm coming from a privileged uh, and entrenched perspective.
4: Wow. Well, on that note, we need to spice (laughs) this shit up because wow, that was phenomenal, Chris. Thanks Ken. But you did mention that, that Twitter is a very interesting place and that's where I kind of want to go with this next topic because (laughs) well, I look, I I fucking love Twitter, right? I love it. Uh, I, I don't want it to change. I, in fact, I want it to get worse because I love it that much that I just want <laughs> Twitter to lean in on itself with being the worst the internet has to offer. That's my favorite part of it. Oh, and God, sir, have you seen Reddit? It's it's so good. See, but as, as somebody who frequents Reddit, Twitter is worse. Tw- that me, I oh, agree. Wow. And I'm on Reddit every day as well. <laughs> but Reddit is more has more self awareness, right? So Reddit knows it's on Reddit. Twitter thinks that Twitter is the world when really Twitter is a fucking drop in the bucket, right? But Mm -hmm. I love, especially within this community, the fact that Twitter is made up of a very, very small portion of the player base. Like You're blocked. Oh fucking pokeak! Yes, but um, Poke but it's like it's like. Way, way, show of hands, pokeak blocked people on this on this pocket. Fucking great! Oh, we got three. You're not trying Adam, hard enough, guys. Dude, Adam, on. go call the name I, or something. I've never commented on anything. It doesn't yeah,
1: matter. Me neither. <laughs> I, I follow that matter a couple people he has <laughs>
4: <laughs> But no, look, look. It, it's. I, I think there's a very interesting microcosm of the game where you have probably like less than a hundred exceptionally loud and influential people on Twitter that have said influence because they're loud. Right. And that, that's really it. Right. But in doing that, it really promotes the fact that they have issues with Niantic issues with the game and, You know that turns into negativity and toxic or anger, however you want to, however you want to call it. Look, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like that's it's your prerogative, right? My my position, like what Chris was saying, is like just don't be a dick, right? You could do whatever you want, you could say whatever you want, but when you cross the line of being a dick personally to someone or the devs or anything like that, that's that's a whole different ballgame. So that part of the conversation, notwithstanding, you have this small but loud segment on Twitter. That clearly despises this game. However, they can't stop playing. And I fucking love that dynamic. I think it's like the absolute. It's just absolutely hilarious that the people that my my favorite is like someone said it earlier, like, oh, I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit the game if this happens. And it's like, really, bro? Because you should have quit like 38 times based on like how many times you <laughs> said you were going to quit. Yet you're coming back, you're playing more and all that good stuff. So the question I'd like to, to bring to the table here is why do trainers that continually share their hate for the game continue to play this game? Why don't they just put it down? Why don't they play the Switch instead of playing Pokemon Go? Or not for nothing, why don't they just fucking leave the community? Why don't they just play something else? Like, just go. It's, it's like, you know, don't go away mad, just go away, right? Like that, that that whole thing. I just want to hear everybody's take on that because depending on your interaction level with Twitter, and again, it's a microcosm. So if you're not on Twitter, you're, you're oblivious. You have blissful ignorance to the fact that the PVP community is, is fucking rough, right? But, if you're on Twitter every day, like most of us, because we're part of the content and the influencer community, you have to be in the mix, right? So we see it every single day. So my question to the to the panel here is, what's the deal with these people? <laughs> I don't know, Chris. You're 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 always the nice guy. Like, what do you think of these people? Oh boy,
2: um, I think they have uh, an issue. <laughs> it's really kind of what it is man honestly have an because, issue need a tissue <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but honestly i mean you can look at some of these tweets and, and they can be brash and they can be outlandish but you can tell the difference between somebody that's just acting out because they're upset and somebody that's like actually out for blood trying to ruin somebody's day and just trying to be mean right based on the word choice and things like that right or even their tweet history um i i just think that these people like to be angry they i mean there are people like this in intimate relationships where they have to have a problem, right? That we're, we're all aware of that sort of person. And these people are in that sort of relationship with a game. And it's perfect for them because they don't have to feel bad about it because the game isn't a person. It's just faceless to them. So they get to scream at it and have problems about it and still go to bed at night next to their phone being open to Pokemon Go. You know, so. Right. <laughs> uh, Kyle, <laughs> how
1: do you feel, man? <laughs> I. I think I agree with Chris here, especially every game has these players. It doesn't matter what game. If it has a community, it's got them. Both Chris and I were in the World of Warcraft community and the League of Legends community. The League of Legends community is notorious for this same kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very toxic, very negative for every change. And I, I think part of it is people just like to be angry. That's just, it's like the natural state of being for so many people and i get that I've, I've definitely been there but another part of it is people get really angry because they like the game like they really do like the game and they personally see something that can be better or they think something is done wrong and therefore they're upset about it because their game can be better
2: like the sign of the hedgehog movie <laughs> when they bullied that entire team into redoing the model which was ultimately the right choice so don't get me wrong but it's for the 100%. same reason Kyle's putting forward yeah but um i'd be interested in hearing actually what the btw guys have to say just the interest of doing the uh <laughs> reverse order of last time since we got to start this time
9: yeah oh, man, this is <laughs> this is an interesting one though cuz we actually did yeah. uh a little bit of a twitter i guess review on on wallower right and yeah, yeah. We Yeah, well, I feel like Wildcat like, enjoys
7: this. So I'll let him, I'll let him go. <laughs> we both enjoy yeah, it. Yes, <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I got a lot of shit. I, 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 I yeah, got got was called that. a 9x shill for the first time ever. That was fun.
4: Ooh,
1: congratulations. Oh, Ken that's, gets that's like twice my, a week. Yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: that's normal. <laughs>
9: <laughs>
4: Usually it's like shill, <laughs> shill, yeah. shill, yeah. death threat, shill, shill, boot boot death licker. threat. Yeah, bootlicker. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I,
7: I, I come from a weird place. I did not have a Twitter up until, what was it? January-ish this year
4: it it got to the point that
7: we had viewers tagging the BTW Twitter asking why they can't get a hold of me and then our once again (laughs) going back to Seagull threatened to take my name and run it into the ground on Twitter if I didn't create one so he made (laughs) Uh, made it it was just diabolical enough that he would have done it so I finally was like fine I'll get on the Twitter thing and I I think a lot of it is it's easy to be angry behind a keyboard and say things you would never to say someone's face. Um, it also is a lot of attention seeking. Um, you know the one the one that Astro and I got 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 a lot of hate mail on. Um, it, in my opinion, I still believe it. it's a one hundred percent attention seeking. And I just went and pulled up there, because as Kim was talking, I wanted to see you know the seasons happen. TBL's not fixed. What was their next week going to be today? And it's the exact pretty much same tweet. It's like, oh yeah, but I'm going to go live tomorrow, so don't worry about it. And I'm like, see, look at it. And to anyone that says, "Oh, they're going to quit the game," I'll say it here again: Bye, Felicia. The game I love doesn't that. You. Yeah. The, game, the game, is bigger than any of us. All every one of us podcasters could quit tomorrow, and Nyanek wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah.
3: somebody might notice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I. I tend to feel like a lot of it, like, like Wildcat was saying is, is clickbait. Um, click on my Twitter and follow me because especially in the PVP community, I think everybody has retired and I love when they use the word retired. Um, some people do have this, this is their job. Um, but those people aren't the ones saying they're retiring. Um, or they'll say like I'm retiring from playing my stuff. I'm going to dedicate my time to the community and highlighting those players. Um, Zionic and like I think FP Six does it. Um, those two, they're really, really, really good at not promoting themselves but promoting other people. I think King is is doing it too, um, and they use the word retirement as We're going to stop showing our stuff, so we're retiring from that aspect. But then you get people who are like, oh, I have 200 people who follow me on Twitch. I'm retiring because they're not going to fix this and they're not going to fix that. And this nothing has been changed is my favorite line to Mm -hmm. see on Twitter. Nothing has been changed because clearly... When you type that, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) No idea. Um, I think some of the stuff that goes on um, with these um, keyboard heroes, I like to call them, um, where they are real tough behind the keyboard um, and say some pretty, I mean, some pretty ignorant (laughs) shit. (laughs) Nice I mean, um, like, uh, I I forget her name. Um,
7: Liz George. The Oh, that Liz. killed me.
0: Yeah. That hurt me in like, my soul. Like, there was, like, the stuff that was getting said to her, it was just uncalled for. Like, this is a person. Like, these are people. And, yes, we get frustrated with support, or we'll get frustrated with, with it. But at the same time, when I look at profile pictures that aren't, you know, a Pokemon, and it's somebody's face. We're all adults, yeah, quote unquote adults, grown ups, grown ups. Yeah, nobody's told me that <laughs> before. When when you walk into work and you don't agree with something, do you walk up to the boss's office and just start calling them names and and cursing at him and saying God knows <laughs> what? No, you don't, because why? You're gonna lose your job. So they take that, they go to Twitter, and they say, well, no one's going to come at me. Um, One of the things, like, I love Ken's Poke the Bear um, segments. It's, I love seeing the reactions. Um, I remember, and this could, you guys could have maybe squashed it already, but there was one, it was a while ago, um, where a certain female PvP player, uh, came at you pretty hard, and you were like, "Let's have a Zoom conversation." I don't know if that Zoom conversation no. ever happened, <laughs> but but that's, that's awesome. but that that's it. Like, we're real tough when it's it, it's a keyboard, but then when someone says, "Okay, well, let's have a, a an adult conversation about this," I want face to face. Let's have a conversation. It's like, well. I mean, I guess I could see your point, and then it's like they walk away. Um, I think, compared to most other games with communities, it's probably the lesser um, out of all of them. I think, honestly, in our realm of PvP, it's the absolute worst when it comes to this game. Um, I it's very rare. I, I don't think I've ever really seen. Maybe like Caleb Peng once in a while or um or zionic or someone like that makes a post that's positive about the game um but uh i mean it's rough and i don't know i guess i don't know why you keep playing it that's a you know like wildcat said like if you're gonna complain so much about it like just stop playing like it's not like it's not like apple or android or telling like sorry, you can't delete this game and you have to play. You started playing it, so now every day you have to play this or your phone's going to blow up. Like, no. <laughs> you can delete it. You can move away. Um, it just it, it just gives them a platform to be, I'm not going to say, um, I, things that I shouldn't say about people. So I won't. <laughs> but um, Roundtable, what do you guys, um, how are you guys feeling about it?
6: So, so, you go for it. Oh,
0: okay.
8: Hey, you me. It, okay.
0: It, yes. it, it. you so, go me. Frank. Okay. Yes. So, on
8: Twitter, what? Why are you like this? No, you like this. I'm going to tell your mom. What if I tell
4: your This sister? is so hilarious. Sorry. You guys are wonderful.
8: Well, we are your mom's favorite podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: the,
8: the you know, like on the, the lovely old saying, like, misery loves company. Yeah. When I'm mad about something, Twitter's the best place to go and rally others to my cause. So, the, that's actually one of the reasons why, like, we decided to make our, like, Discord free, is because I was scrolling through yield Twitterverse and uh saw some pretty gross things, and I was like, you know what? Like, if I'm if I'm trying to get people into the game, like, this is what they're gonna, like, their resources for it, like, when they're trying to connect with other people, like, this is what we've got? No, let's fix that. So, that's, like, one of the reasons, like, why we decided to kind of
6: take the stance that we did. So... Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I am not probably as deep into Twitter um and things like that as a lot of people might be. Um I, I'm I'm a lurker and I always have been on pretty much every platform. Um so I don't see as much of the negativity, partially because I'm just not as deep into the um uh, the the medium. Um However, I think part of it that goes with the, I hate this game, I'm leaving it with this doesn't have, well, people, you know, okay, bye. But part of it makes it hard to leave. I'm I'm guessing that a lot of us had some, if not infinite exposure to Pokemon growing up, um, or at least during some sort of formative years, and it's changed the way we think uh you know there's a reason that we can name all of them and there's a reason we know you know what power moves have in the mainline games versus what they have in Go versus the TCG and all of that. It's 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 so far ingrained in us that the those that say I'm leaving have a hard time actually leaving. So I think that's part of it. Another part is there there is an attention and a uh you know I'm trying to be the Pied Piper. Uh, and have people come follow me, but it, it's it's a carrot and stick problem. Um, it lead with the carrot, um, which is sort of the 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 stance that we've taken with ours. We want it to be uh, a, a cool, fun experience that you can hang out with some some local guys and play. Um, and and it's growing. It really started with people we knew, um, and so we've tried to go with that carrot approach versus the stick approach of follow me i'm going to be negative about things and like you said misery loves company so we we try to stay positive as best we can uh, there are negative aspects about the game um as as we all know pussel um, and minun well yeah there's pussel and minun so those one of them is actually a negative and there's positives hey, hey so um you know i think part of it is it's really hard to leave something like this Because of the way that we have trained our brains to be, whether we view it as a positive or a negative game, um, or both, there uh, it's so entrenched in us at this point to be something around Pokemon. And right now, with Pokemon Go being a mobile game, and you can switch from Pokemon Go to Twitter just like that, Um, you, you can see something and complain about it immediately. There's an immediate gratitude or negitude that comes with being able to just move from platform to platform. And so why not? Um, you know, I try to post things that are fun. Like I lagged a game once and beat a Garchomp with a Skitty.
4: I love it. I'll take, I'll take that anytime, time, right? Mm-hmm. That's,
6: exactly. that's a, a still, still, a, win that still a w. nice. All <laughs> right. Um, but those are the fun things about lag. I'm sorry for the loss of the other person, um, but, I, I mean, I only played my 200 matches last season, so they got their win somewhere. But we try to be a positive uh, view. If you've seen our Twitter, which JT does most of the tweet tweeting. Uh, um, Twittering. T- t- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a very positive um, poster. Uh, mostly it's about, hey, join the podcast, join the Discord, come hang out with us on on the weekends. But we try to be positive about it. Um, but again, we do fall under the blissfully ignorant almost always. Uh, and so that's sort of where we are. And because of that, we have the ability to maybe not need to pay attention to the things that are negative and not give them the satisfaction that they may be looking for, seeking that attention, trying to play, you know, the 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 leader of the pack in a negative way. So we want to try to be a positive way.
3: Yeah, where yeah. Ken literally has a plate that says, I you wanna you wanna be negative? Here's a plate of food. Come closer. Well look, but look, hold but... on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Before Ken goes though, I'm gonna say it's one word addiction. Yeah, Think so about it. If if you were in. smoking, if you were a smoker and you smoke, okay, and you're like, I'm done. I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. You're still going to want to. Yeah. And then imagine mm-hmm. if all the people you're around are also smoking, a.k.a. playing. Po- I'm sorry to use this reference, but, but everybody around you is playing it Pokemon Go. You're going to be like, oh, you know, I really want to play again. <laughs> mm-hmm. you just probably open the game just, just let me, one full just yeah just exactly. just let me open up the game real quick it's i just have to download it it's only a i'll just i'll just check i'll, I'll see if i got a gift and mm-hmm. i might open a couple gifts and then all of a sudden you're shiny checking and all of a sudden it's community day and all of a sudden you're playing
2: all of a sudden you've made so, a podcast mm-hmm. about it all yeah. of a sudden you're doing a yeah. podcast you're
4: <laughs> no i right. i think I, adam i think you nailed it I think that that was actually what I was going to bring up. I mean, that's that's 100% the elephant in the room, right? And because this game is a culture and the way we play it is throughout our day and we play when we're taking a shit and we play when we're driving and we play when we're you know doing everything. It, yeah, it's whoa, whoa, 100%. Whoa. I'm a passenger. I hit the button. <laughs> I hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when it, you know, just to, just to close this out and circle back when it, when it comes to Twitter and this is the line that I really like to, to, to tight rope walk on is because these people just don't know how to communicate. And I find pleasure in putting pressure on the fact that they have no idea how to communicate. And I say like, look, you can be angry. You can be upset. You can be all of that stuff, but, uh, explain it, it. Don't give me 140 characters of why you're mad. Right. Like I, I want to know, I want to talk about it. I want to, I want to get to the root of it, you know, and I want to have a discussion so we can find some kind of, we could have some kind of understanding because I'm not just gonna, you know, look at Waller's tweet and be like, this is it. You know, come on, bro. It's like, honestly, it's, it's, it's really about, how do I communicate my displeasure for what I'm experiencing? How do I balance that with the fact that I potentially have some kind of Stockholm syndrome going on where I find joy and the, the cyclical cyclical motion of this game is I find a completion feeling when I'm able to find negativity within the game, post about it, cause a cycle of negativity and loop it over and rinse repeat. And some people get their rocks off like that and that completion that circle of life that circle of like bullshit negativity toxic whatever that's how they continue and live their life and like for me it's fascinating but in like the worst way possible so i want to be able to provide people a platform and like like wildcat was saying or or even astro i forget who was saying it but like it, yeah he, you know if you have the problem like let, let's talk it out like, let, let's go for it. And a lot of times when that happens, they realize, like, oh shit, I, I don't have a leg to stand on. And really, all I had was a soapbox. And now that the soapbox is kind of a full platform and not just like this one little square, yeah, maybe my, my argument doesn't lie. And, and, I, I don't know I just I just think it's uh, it's a it's a matter of communication. you know people don't know how to communicate and the easy way out to any scenario is to be lashing out and to have anger and you know, I think we all deal with it. It's just some people exploit the fact that Twitter is kind of this pseudo anonymity uh, where they feel like they could just be keyboard warriors and uh, and get away with it um, because it's a microcosm right it's it's its own bubble uh if we were at go Fest, you know no one would come up to my face and be like yo you're a shill and if they did i'd have to tell them why they fucking went the wrong one you know what i'm saying from jersey but it, it's like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and i'd be like <laughs> i'm from canada <laughs> a, but, but i can't you know get it out of the rappers me. but and it's like <laughs> no but seriously I, I i just do think you know it, it's it's i blame the parents yo no for real it's like i it's it's just a matter of of not knowing how to communicate and uh <laughs> Yeah, it it just comes down to to true personality traits and and an understanding of how to be a decent human. And if you don't have that quality, it's just going to be exacerbated and amplified on a platform like Twitter because it's conducive to you know being filled with toxic waste. So that's that's where I'll close it out. But I love every fucking minute of it. So don't get me wrong, it's, it's phenomenal. Don't never change Twitter. Actually, get worse, please. <laughs>
2: Uh, so I, I'm just going to kind of insert this now because it's just too appropriate. It's really, really kind of close to what we were just talking about. One of the topics that I wanted to talk about from our show was FOMO, generally speaking, which has been kind of a source of some people being like, uh, you know, I'm going to do this event, blah, 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 difficulty quitting, things like that. Sometimes people feel like they're being taken advantage of, et cetera. So I think ultimately. <clears throat> Mr. Mime. Uh Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In retrospect, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> It's definitely funny.
3: <laughs> the best we part got... is, is that there was a glitch where it, my screen showed two GoFest tickets, and like you clicked one, and it was like, take pay for your ticket to the Mr. Mime event in 2019. Oh, my gosh. Or 2020, oh, that's December right. yeah, 19th. I, I was like, no. No. no man, put me again. back. No. <laughs> no.
4: We got we got tickets to that for free from Niantic, and we were still pissed. hmm <laughs>
3: Because I had to evolve. I had to evolve. Oh,
4: my God. It's
3: the same thing. Uh, Don't make me evolve.
2: Well, (laughs) anyway, what I'm mostly curious about is FOMO ultimately like a good thing or a bad thing. And I feel like there's probably two ways to take this. Like as a player, is it good or bad? Like, is it a motivating factor? Without FOMO, I probably wouldn't be as successful in this game or have reaped the benefits I would have gotten from it. Um, Or the negative of now I spend all my money, all my time playing this game. and My life is falling apart um or do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for the uh, integrity of the game in the long run i'm kind of interested in both aspects so I, I think let's start out you know um i've been favoring btw this entire time so why stop now <laughs> so i'm gonna pass it over to actually i want to hear what wildcat has to say first
7: oh this is a wonderful question for me i, I pay for the mr mime ticket i would pay for it again because it was an experience I got to have. It gave me something to do for three hours on a Saturday or Sunday. I don't Mm -hmm. remember what day of the week it was. Uh, But what I've learned with this game, if FOMO is driving you to play it, just wait a month, wait a year. It's going to come back around. It always comes back around. But for the state of the game and and, in the game in general, it's good because how else are you going to drive the player base to want to keep playing? If there isn't something to chase, If I have to just catch 9,000 Rattatas, I'm probably going to stop catching. But after my 30th Rattata you say, oh, but wait, here's this new thing over here. Shiny, look. You know, all the the ADHD and all of us are going to go, oh, okay, let's go do this now. I need to go catch. (laughs) I got to go do stuffle community day, whether I'm pissed about it being three hours or not. Because I I have to have that stuffle. Overall, I think it's good, and it, it does drive my play. It absolutely does, and I think for the long time integrity of the game, if you, if they don't have that FOMO, they're going to lose their player base. Would you, Would you agree, Dino? Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, I'm gonna go with like the
9: the side of like the PvP for me. Uh, I always feel like FOMO whenever I don't do my, all my sets for GBL, for example. And if it wasn't for that, then I probably would be like, I'm just like scared like that someone will like pass me like or wildcat like surpasses me in elo and i'm just like oh no i can't let him do that so that's why like for me it drives me to to play the game and in a way it's kind of like the addiction of this game brings the fomo uh to hey, what was to, that record for like, you Where where are you at today <laughs> so you only <laughs> beat me by one win okay so it okay so that way like tomorrow i'm gonna be like all right now i'm gonna be like i need to get a better record the next day doesn't matter so, yes, if you in, win in, by
4: an inch or a mile yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Winning's so winning. that's why
9: i was like oh and nah, i gotta get him tomorrow <laughs> so in that perspective yeah so like i feel like addiction plays a lot in in this uh because i'm just afraid to like miss out on certain things uh even if i play for like 15 minutes i, I still need to Play the event for like, uh, Suffle, for example, just because it's a really good PvP Pokemon. So, at least that's how I see it. I feel like it is a good thing. Uh, you just gotta learn how to control it where it's not like a bad thing and you end up broke, for example. Astro?
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's great for the game because it gets people to play. Um, even with the little man in the back of my head saying, it's gonna come back. You don't have to spend six dollars on this ticket. It's gonna come back. I still spend the six dollars on the ticket. Um for my mental state, my mental health, it's terrible. Oh no. <laughs> <It's> so bad. <laughs> um especially coming like so I guess maybe for like the casual player or the shiny hunter or you know, the fill or something like that, or the Raider. Maybe not as much, um, but, like, when I started getting into PvP, I had co- just come back from, like, a year and a half or two years of not playing the game. And it was just like, wow. Like, all of this stuff. Like, it wasn't until Defense Form Deoxys just came back that I actually had one. Oof. Um, I have one tropius that someone traded to me, but it's terrible, and it's not worth doing anything with. And I wouldn't have one until this go-fest. Um, so I'm already, like, I'm catching all that. I'm doing all that. I'm, And it's just a constant, like, okay, well, I'm going to catch this just because maybe one day I'm going to need it. Like, we, we tell people to do that, but at, at the same time, like, I take it, like, maybe a little too far, <laughs> where sometimes I'm sending, like, the most obscure Pokemon I just caught to them being like, look at this guy could PVP IVs, I'm going to keep this, I'm going to build it, and they're like, why? <laughs> that one's never going to be good.
9: <laughs> All
0: the time. But it's just, it's, it is literally just the fear of, well, what if they stop spawning? Then I'm not going to get it. You know, um, we had that with a with a self cup a last last year where Sudowoodo was like the top like in the top three Pokemon to use for the cup, and you literally saw people in Discords going, "There's Sudowoodo spawning here, go here, dropping GPS locations for Sudowoodo. <laughs> like it's just like. I didn't I didn't want to miss out. So, I was one of those people who was driving my car 20 minutes away from my house to catch a sudoudo so that I had it for this cup. Um but like I said for the game, it's great because they get a a good portion of my money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um round table, what do
6: you guys think? Yeah, I think the general m- macro FOMO, so as the events that people can travel to. Not everyone has the ability uh, to travel. Like, I I think most of us will be in Seattle. Um, That doesn't work for a lot of the world. I didn't go to Japan. I didn't go to Berlin. I haven't been to any of the things in Chicago. Uh, So I think for that, um, accessibility-wise, I I appreciate that there are other things going on during that time that the world can enjoy, uh, even if they're not in person with us. Uh, as far as the micro FOMO, um, you know things like regionals. Uh, unless you travel or have friends or no spoofers, I guess uh, you're probably not going to get those. Um, and think about when, like when uh, Kangaskhan comes to raids. Well, Toros doesn't go to raids, so w- where's the uh regional equality i guess so missing out on some things like that it's just it's just going to be part of it um, let's
2: not get political here okay buddy like come on let's let's keep it let's keep it even keel let's keep-
6: um there are some things uh the the forever missing out on um the, the it's not spawning anymore anywhere people will miss that if they're new um you know whether it be a, a training crash course that you can get where hey we're going to Get you up to speed. Uh, you're level five. Let's 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 get you some uh, some interest in the game past young goose and an occasional ducklet. Um, so I, I think there's there's goods and goods and bads <laughs> about Positives it all. Positives negatives. Oh boy. Um, Plus one, one. Those can go away for good. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's FOMOing them. I'm definitely not. Nope. So I think there's good good and bad about it all. Um it just really depends on which level of thing you could miss out on you're thinking of. Um all the way from local spawns like you said the go find a sudowoodo. Some people had them, some people went to find them and some people didn't have the ability to do so. Um so there's missing out uh, outside of your control. The regionals, not everyone can travel to Madagascar. Um but th- I think Niantic and the Pokemon Company are doing a pretty good job of bringing uh, the Mr. Worldwide Go Fest to the people, so that we can all, <laughs> so that we can all enjoy it, um, even for those that can't travel to the three specific cities across the the world that have Pokemon.
8: Yeah, I would say for for me, it's it's a, a bit different because like I. I kind of set goals for myself in the game, like goals that like aren't necessarily like special research, but like I want to get past ace rank in GBL. But I know to do that I need some specific Pokemon to do well in certain uh, certain cups and certain leagues. And when I hear like content creators like Zionic or BTW or Fish and DeFi, they're like, hey, this is a good (laughs) one, go get it. I'm like, okay, that's the one I need to go. And like if I don't get a chance to, I'm like, oh the FOMO, like I'm I'm not gonna be able to reach my goal. So like that's that's what really kind of drives me. The shinies, there's some that I'll go hard for. If I don't get them, I'm just like, oh, oh well, we'll be back. See ya. Or somebody will trade it to me. Like so um eventually, like you can you can put the word out there, just hey, I'm looking for a clone blastoise or Venusaur. So if anyone has one, send it my way. So yeah, just kind of those things, like I, it, FOMO doesn't really get to me too much unless it like impacts one of my like
6: individual goals that I have for myself in the game. So, and I'll straight up forget about something if I missed it and give me six months, I won't remember it's there. So we're good. That's me. That's me.
4: <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think in general uh, from a content creator perspective, FOMO is fucking great because this is something that's giving us talking points literally for the life cycle of our entire show. We've been talking about FOMO forever. We'll never stop talking about FOMO uh, because it's, it's truly there. And it's there in a level that's almost tangible, right? So I do think that it's good in that perspective. I think it's bad because it causes players stress. We play this game for, in a lot of cases to be therapeutic and to be cathartic and to make us feel better. So when there's elements of the game that detract from that and make us feel worse, it's kind of counterproductive to the, the the core functionality of this game of getting us outside and exploring and being social and being positive, right? And then you could even take it a step further and look at like the core tenets and pillars of Pokemon proper, right? About being having honesty and integrity and responsibility and accountability and friendship and love and all that kind of great stuff. So when there's anything in the game that's sp- directly causing stress on the player i don't like that because i don't want people to be stressed out to a point where they're not having a good time right i want them to be swimming in serotonin right i want them to feel all the good shit you know i don't want them to be stressed out to the point where uh you know they're losing their shit or they're scratching their skin you know like i don't want any of that but i do think that Building anxiety to the point like, oh, shit, I need to get this done is a great balance. And I think that Niantic does have a responsibility to walk that line of how do we uh, give our players enough anxiety that they're going to want to come back, but not enough to drive them away. And I think that that is a very delicate task and a very difficult thing. And obviously, we're talking about humans here. So everyone's going to react to this level of FOMO differently. But I do think it's a good thing, but if you're not a person that deals well with certain stressors, even if it's something as trivial and as whimsical as a fucking free-to-play mobile game, right, then there's more to it. And that's when I think it's a bad thing, when the game that's supposed to bring you fun and joy ends up bringing you stress and misery then it's counterproductive to the whole thing so as a content creator phenomenal as a driver of and motivator to play the game phenomenal but anytime it crosses that the fence of where it's starting to make you feel negatively or feel bad personally then that's that's the limit because of the addiction thing people can't draw the line and say all right hey I'm feeling not in a great way I need to back up right now we don't we don't have that ability a lot of times because we're fucking straight up addicted you know, so, you know, it, you got to take the good with the bad, but uh, I do love it. I do think it's it's an important component of the game, and it is an a co- important component to to keeping people loyal and coming back and, and maintaining that, that level of screen time. But I've seen Adam have a very different perspective of me where, like, I could be go, 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 go 110% from from morning to night, and Adam's just like, no, I'm good. And it's just like how how could you possibly begin? Like how 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 does that work? So, I, yeah, I, so I, to
3: piggyback on, on your, you know, you think it's good for the game. It is good for the game. It's good in the general sense where just like you said, like if a player misses something, like they're going to come back cuz they want it. You know, if they didn't get shiny rockruff, like hey, they gave you a ton of time with rockruff and I do feel like it is kind of weird in the adventure week that they took rock rough away because <laughs> it's rock. It, it makes sense, this dude. Week. That's rough. The <laughs> rock rough. <Ruff>. Uh, <laughs> um. No, and like that's like like I don't understand that decision, but they took it away, so now people can have that FOMO after them, like essentially giving us one and letting it be in raids forever. But uh, I've learned through my years of doing this, FOMO doesn't affect me as it used to. It's more of less like, just just like you guys said, the, the Cocos, the Tapus, they're all going to come back. So, so I don't go as hard because I don't care. Like, I, I don't care to go after the Hundo right now because my efforts could be more useful when there's a shiny check. When they come back, let, let's just say they don't come back till next year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with waiting. Um, I don't need it
4: today. I think you're the vast minority here in that though. Yeah, no, because no I'm just, it's because you have the resp- phone- You have that level of, of, I don't know if you want to call it like just the ability to, to draw that. Yeah, this ability to draw that line. I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, I have, a, I have a stick and I draw the line and I stay on one
3: side. But uh, the only time I, I cross that line, is a deli bird oh my god and the only time that fomo and it's still still to this day kills me that i went so hard for the deli bird with the bow to the point where i was out until the event ended like going out <laughs> until midnight every day like so where the thing switched and and i didn't get the shiny i mean i got it traded to me cheater but at the same time like that killed me. I was so distraught. Um but even Delibird De- like they gave me Delibird for the whole season. I was so excited. I caught Delibird all the time. And uh I even got a shiny one. So I'm I'm a happy camper. I don't have anything to complain about. FOMO is fine and uh I'm not the majority.
4: But Chris, now circling back to you with your focus on goal setting, right? Yeah, that FOMO could have a really adverse effect on you reaching the goals that you're you're setting forth, especially when you're trying to uphold a uh, an image of. <laughs> yeah you know yeah i need to do 10 Tapu coco reads you would think that it would that summer of of rating effect. i was
2: like bro i hope he makes oh it. yo okay all right that was another life as far as i'm concerned man it yeah. was oh, my oh God. man 500 raids of summer was a very fun project we did five well I, we <laughs> i did 500 raids in the summer <laughs> and put them on a big excel sheet and we did it for charity it was it was a good time i'll never do it again um <laughs> But but as far as like FOMO is considered, I, I think our goal setting is actually sort of free of FOMO. So we're allowed to kind of explore it a little bit because we have created a culture within our own goal setting in the show, like our microculture, that um, if you didn't get it done, that we're just gonna laugh at you and that's it. That's you know, it's funny, you know. That's also part of the reputation, just as much as it is setting the goals, right? Um, but I think I've heard some really interesting things personally here from everybody else. And I think I'm going to go ahead and just pretty much agree with just about everybody um, sort of across the board. It seems to be that FOMO is good for the game until it isn't. And FOMO is good for the player until it isn't. Yep. And like Ken was saying, it's it's yep. Niantic's uh, pole position really to sort of be the person at the front, at the helm, right. To, to steer that, that line. And when we, and when it doesn't feel good, we, we say that, that, that Mr. Mime ticket felt real bad. Felt real bad. But like we don't see people screaming about, you know, um Mewtwo coming back in a couple of weeks after it not being around for so long. Oh, I had to work so hard for my Mewtwo or whatever. You know, that sort of stuff just doesn't exist anymore. People don't really care as much. Um, and I think that's ultimately good too. Just right. wait
7: till Dino Community Day and you'll hear it all again. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: All those go fest raids. Oh my god I don't regret any of them. I don't know. Mm-mm. <laughs> What about you, Kyle? FOMO? Yay, nay? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what kind of response I was expecting from this group of people, but I don't think it w- I got the one I was expecting. Wasn't expecting huh. a full agreement that FOMO is, is good and positive, or as positive as it can be. And I find listening to everybody is like, wow, I, I actually do agree. Especially with Ken and how Ken put it, as a content creator, FOMO is great. It, oh, it yeah, tell the story all the time. Three years ago, Chris and I worked at Starbucks together, and I'm like, can't make a podcast about Pokemon four Go. What are years. you talking about? Four years ago. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's been four years. Look, <laughs> time doesn't That was one strong anymore. copy. Look,
2: the, last, the last two years are one year. Can we all agree? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
6: Basically. He does bend time to play games. So who knows what <laughs> Wormholes. Man. Yeah.
1: But so there's so much to talk about and that that's great as somebody who makes content and it also makes you want to play the game until they tweak it too much and then it's and then it's bad I, I see it especially a lot with eggs the FOMO around eggs is probably the worst in the game for me personally but that's just because it's a semi frustrating system to work just with like, like putting, to, putting a
4: dollar in the change machine and then the change doesn't come out it's like what the what? <laughs> Let me put another dollar hey, in. Hold exactly. on, let me see if this. I think I, it must have been my dollar. <laughs> we keep doing
3: it. I, Why I also, is the
7: claw not picking it up? It just keeps. <laughs> it's like it's not even trying. That broken. Be female one day, I guarantee one day it will be female. Uh,
2: I think that one thing we can all kind of say to you before moving on from this topic, is that as content creators, the FOMO was really good for us because it basically like none of us want to miss out on an event because we need to be informed so that we don't look like idiots on our shows. Right. Um, and it's one, th- I'm okay it's with one looking thing. like that. <laughs> well, Hey, if that's the dynamic out of your duo, <laughs> that's one thing, right. You know, um, he started it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there's, there's absolutely that level of uh, there are some community days I probably wouldn't have done the entire time or a couple of raid days. I probably wouldn't have cared about. Like I already peel back from spotlight hours and raid hours as much as I, possibly can because i'm just really not that interested what um but what are those those? (laughs) yeah but we have to talk about it every week so even if we don't participate we're still kind of participating uh so maybe that maybe that could answer a bit of the muted fomo-ness especially coming from adam over there i don't like the fact that you're not as much on the on the hook as the rest of us you think you're better than us is that what you're saying
3: (laughs) not at all i think i just want to make sure yeah okay fair (laughs) <laughs> but in the best possible way <laughs> uh
0: so one thing that we wanted to talk about um obviously btw is a um pvp centered podcast uh we still talk about the general news um not as in depth as as the rest of the podcast but we do mention it because it does pertain to you know pvp as well um so I was interested because I you, I listen to all your shows. I hear the occasional PvP talk. Um, I know Kyle, I believe Kyle or is it Adam who has the Ekins?
4: Adam Adam. or the that's Adam.
0: that just Adam. Arbog, Adam. That just runs the Arbok, um, no matter what. He's just I, no, I just won a match. Um, he's
3: got a Drodigar, and he like switched out because he he uh, he got my Clefable, and I was like, oh, ho, ho. It was, it was, and like he did everything he could to knock out my Clefable, and I'm like, oh, ho, ho, my Dragon Breath Arbok coming in hot. It was like three hits in a time. I was like, yes,
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah. Kyle gives the you know the stats on moves and stuff like that. Um, generally more towards rating, um, but he does drop what it is uh, for PvP. Now, most of our listeners and I, we have we share a lot of listeners know BTW's view on GBL and how we feel about the state of GBL and things like that. But I'm very interested as casual gbl players um what you guys think when you're playing it like what are your feelings towards the gbl aspect um let's start with 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 roundtable how do you guys feel about that whole situation <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys so i'm i'm more of the the pvp
8: person um honestly when pvp first came out I, nope, I I did not care about it at all until I saw that you could get poses once you hit like the the top rank, and I was like, yo <laughs> poses, and then the, they were like, Niantic got me at that point, so I was like, I'm I'm battling at all times, and I kind of fell in love with it. I'm still chasing that that, that pose. Finally got it this interlude season, but um, does that really count though? Because even I got it. Hey, it's it counts. It counts. Win to win. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> okay. So like it was. <laughs> It's just definitely interesting, like kind of seeing like my my transition from like being a casual to a casual battler to a hardcore player because I didn't know what Pokemon to use. Like I I was just like, oh, I like Charizard and I like Blaziken. Embor is okay, but let's let's go with the fire type team and then people would stop me. And I'm like, okay, don't do that. So then I kind of like was looking for like other resources and I feel like with we actually talked about it on our show. Just kind of like when you are starting out in in PvP, there's nothing. Like it's just like, hey, a little white hand mm-hmm. swipe on these bubbles. That's it. I, I I started playing this other game, and it's like when you do PvP, you are locked. Like you fight bots for the first twenty levels. They're like, okay, this is one thing that you can use. This is a, a mechanic that you can like exploit in the game. Like it's really cool to see like how they're like actually teaching you, and then. Once you hit level twenty, now try it out. All the things that we taught you. So, I, it's it's definitely. I wish there was a bit more of that instead of having to like, okay, yeah, no. So, okay, right there, what you did, and it's it's awesome. It's a kind of a double edged sword because you can like uh, use that to um, like kind of help build community and like bring people into the PvP scene. But at the same time, if you don't have like access to a community and you're trying to learn yourself, like that's that's it's that's, uh, not great because you're going in with like skitties versus dragonites like hey maybe the skitty has a charm it'll turn it down but hey you never know so i i think there is it's it could be a lot more user friendly when it comes to newer people yeah
6: yeah i think for me to put us out of business being uh i would say less than casual um (laughs) i play when there are um more interesting bits to it I'm not just gonna jump into a master league because everyone's gonna run a Dialga and a whatever. And for me, I pretty much made rank 20 this season in Love Cup, and then I was done. Um, I'm here for Pika Libre. Pose is nice, um, but I, I, you know, I want the <laughs> Pika Libre. I want the Pokemon rewards from doing things. Um, I, I'll do a Little Cup. I've got teams built for Little Cup, and I'll do it. And then Little Cup is done, and it's back to something, you know, Master League Classic or Mix, mix Remix or whatever it is, and I'm out. Um, I'll do it for fun, and I'll do it for uh, for the people. Um, I'll try to run something fun or spicy or whatever. Um, I mean, I may be the only person that's beaten uh, Garchomp with a skiddy. Um, <laughs> but it, I'm here for the, the, the really lighthearted, fun parts about it. I'm never going to make it to rank 24. I may make it to rank 7 because I have to do a certain amount of battles to do my um research tasks and things like that. But as as far as the PvP portion of the podcast <laughs> for the people uh that it, it, as it exists um it's quicker to catch something than it is to sit there and battle someone or someone's 5 times or 25 times. Um you know, I I will lose often and I don't like it. Uh, and so I stop. It's not it's not always worth the frustration <laughs> for me when I inevitably lose three to five of my five sets. Um, so I, I do fine. I've got great records. I just it doesn't it doesn't really tickle the pickle, as it were. Pickle, tickle tickle. <laughs> Um, so there's, there's some pretty, you know, he really wants to learn and get into it. I'll build something cause I'm doing a meta with our group or something like that. Um, but I'm not entrenched and he's becoming entrenched. Um, uh, but that's kind of where we are. Um, as far as the new people on the squad versus, um, you know, Papa Cannon company, um, what, what do you guys think? Where are you, um, with, this whole pvp and and you know what what is it what does it do for you
4: well for one it 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 brings the community together that's the that's the strongest point in pvp it's impossible to play solo right you know Mm -hmm. you could talk about team leaders you could talk about team rocket but while the mechanics are the same as pvp it's not real pvp right it's not player versus player it's still a pve and a pvp setting so the fact that it necessitates multiplayer is the best part about it, right? Because it brings people together no matter what, whether they're remote or in person. So you could be casual, you could be hardcore, you still need a second person to to tango, right? Takes two to tango. So I think that the casual and the hardcore, while they're both experiencing that multiplayer thing, the priority of where this falls in how they engage with the game is usually the opposite. You have a casual player who loves catching Pokemon loves raiding or loves shiny hunting, and they may not be a huge fan of PvP, but they do it because they have to, because it's part of an, a, a, a quest or something like that. And then you have your hardcore PvP people who don't like raiding, but they do it because they have to. You know what I mean? So you have this in- interesting juxtaposition of priorities, and because of that, we get this nice symbiotic balance between hardcore and casual so I, I think it's really fun, the dynamic between the two. I think we the two like it for completely different reasons, but the bridge is the fact that they have to come together to both share that experience. So, you know, not to be all fucking wholesome and shit, but that's what I'm talking about. That's how it that's why I think it's so cool, is because it pulls everyone together and we're all liking it for different reasons, which amplifies Adam's point from before. We all play this game differently and we can all enjoy it differently, even though we're all playing the same exact game
3: yeah let's get different so my favorite thing is to find the perfect pvp so a rank one would be ideal uh because it's like a hundo only i get weird stuff and i enjoy the stat reducing moves so that's my piplup is my go-to and my arbok is my go-to uh Clefable has been like, a, th- those three on a team have been like my my favorite. And uh, I, I get pretty into PvP. Uh, I do enjoy it a lot more than I let on. But it's, it's really hard because I always feel like somebody's got like the perfect team to go against me. And I'm like, how? Every time. Algorithmed. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's the thing. uh, We don't like I'll I'll literally be like, we don't say that word, like two flyers and like a water type or something. And like all they have is lightning. And I'm like, how? How
4: is that even possible? Um, It's because the game looked at your parties before they match you together and put you together so mm -hmm. you can get fucked. That's Mm -hmm.
3: all. Well, okay, simple. But I do really enjoy PvP, though. I do. And I don't know where the line is drawn become but like between hardcore and like casual cuz I'd say I'm like somewhere in the middle cuz I enjoy it but I'm not like super like let's go. Um but I enjoy it like that's what I enjoy. So I have like a rank one Electros. Like that is a weird wiggly thing that I enjoy playing with as well. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. No, but I, and then I just, I was just looking through my stuff and I, and I had like a tangle on it said <sighs> PVP one. So I was like, Oh, and like, I just checked on Poke you just find out. And it's like rank one, Tangrowth. growth. So I was like, Oh, I'll evolve it right now.
4: See, there you go. Then that's why he evolves. That's how he evolves.
3: Yeah, exactly. So if there's a reason it makes sense to me, if it's shiny or a hundo or a rank one, and I could use it and play with it. It makes sense.
4: I don't know. We need to hear from the experts. Dino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like help us here.
9: Um, yeah, no, like the thing for me I actually noticed that for for the most part, uh there's actually a huge difference between casual players or battlers and uh hardcore. And that is molding. Like the hardcore players are the ones that get really competitive and will like, I battle people that are really hardcore players, and I'm like, you know, good games. And they're like, not good games. I'm like, okay, relax, bro. <laughs> uh, so, like, those things, like, that's how I know they're, like, hardcore players, because they don't like to lose. And when I face somebody, like, that's casual, they'll they'll just be like, oh, that was, like, a fun game. Like, thank you for the battles. And, like, kind of like Adam said, he, like, enjoys it. And that's how I know, like, there's, like, a huge difference between that, because hardcore players, they're just, like, they they actually use meta teams and they they're just hardcore players and they don't I, I can see that they don't really enjoy it as much as other players there's very few hardcore players that actually enjoy uh while
3: they're playing um, i was gonna say because i don't like to lose but i lose all the time
9: <laughs> but, <laughs> but i'm so good at it
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm just,
9: yeah so for the most part at least that's what i
7: see like the difference like between those two yeah i think nina i think the other thing there is and this is kind of where btw came into existence was trying to be a resource to help those casual players that want to become the hardcore players. There's not a ton of resources out there in the environment today. And that's one of the reasons that we exist in the first place to kind of be that stepping stone. And we're really trying to even put more into our YouTube channel, you know, content that's coming soon around, you know, PVP basics. So I think the state of GVL that's why I get so angry when people say nothing's been fixed is because that turns away the casual player. If all they hear from the hardcore GBLers or it's broken, it doesn't work. Why are we playing this game? Why would you come and check it out? So I, I have an interesting, cause I know Chris is not a hardcore PVP here, but he grabbed a ticket for Columbus. So Chris, what would <laughs> <pulled> you do? <into> oh <laughs> <playing> yeah. PvP? <laughs>
2: um okay that's wow I'm, I'm being called on the carpet here for sure all right so uh i actually like pvp quite a bit and uh fish and defi bust my chops fish more so um because i don't know where his confidence is me comes from but he's like oh like stop talking about it. like you know more about pvp than you give yourself credit for and i feel like that's relatively true i just don't consider myself an expert like i made it to the first regionals um uh, yeah the first regional tournament was in a bar in chicago it was wonderful that first sylph season i really loved it i was super into it um but gbl i feel like is a completely different monster um in and of itself and and that's a good thing it, it should differentiate and i feel like we're seeing a little bit of you know uh co- coalescence here with some of the fun cups we're like isn't that similar to something that's did? the answer is yes yes it is um but i i feel like that's all like good for it to be different, but when it's bogged down with things like technical issues or lag and stuff like that, that is a bummer. But to uh I believe Dunhill's point before and, and Wildcat's point as well at like the the optics that people put out there when you're supposed to be like a leader in the space, it's like not it's not there. And it's up to this to these other people who don't get as much attention because they're not as loud, because they're not trying to be as divisive and get attention for doing that. Um, those are the people that that one people find them they grab onto right. Um, it, so really early on, Kyle and I realized that we we didn't really have uh, the specialty to talk about that for the amount of people that we were talking to <laughs> that listened to our show. Uh, and so uh, you know, Fish and DeFi are are wonderful PvP battlers on their own, and they're awesome content creators on their own as well. And they came in and really filled that that spot for us. And the amount of Positive feedback we've gotten from that edition is exactly what what Wowkay you were just describing about people want a resource they're really hungry for it you know and they're just like yeah I we have we had emails all the time I don't listen to the rest the rest of the show I just listen to PvP Corner right yeah. and we're like good that's <laughs> awesome we love it we'll forward this to their email address I don't know why you sent it here you know. <laughs> but but yeah anyway um, i'd love to hear what kyle has to say uh because i'm just coming from a casual experience um so like i don't really see all the hardcore stuff like lag and frame drops i like almost never see it so i don't know kyle you you kind of hit it hard every once in a while once in a blue moon uh uh,
1: no i'll i'll keep it very brief i like pogo pvp but i don't play it basically at all it and the only reason, it's very simple, it's too time consuming. It takes too much time to play it for the amount of enjoyment I get out of it, which is still a positive amount. It doesn't make me upset to play GBL. And like that's that's about it. I, I don't have any experience with any of the lag or the frustration that I know plagues the community. So I kind of leave that to people who I know understand it better than I do. J-
6: yeah, kind of, uh, you know, Uh, Chris did you have some I just wanted to say
2: Really quick to Wildcat talking about The ticket I got to regionals I just got lucky With it I just got happened to be in queue Wave number two and I will Not squander the opportunity I promise You I will try my darndest And uh, despite having no training up Until now maybe I'll do some
7: Hey you can always come on Twitch with me (laughs) we'll be more than happy To do some team building and practice right, I I better see in
2: my DMs Man let's do it that sounds like fun (laughs) (laughs) so
6: sort of sort of speaking off of the um you know very casual very hardcore sort of in the middle players um it's not just for pvp it can bleed not only into the game itself but outside of the game itself so what we were trying to think of is are there any ways that uh and for those listening the term gatekeeping um are there any times where you have experienced gatekeeping? Uh, Now I understand you are all uh, further in uh, than we are into this side of the community. Um, But, you know, did you experience gatekeeping early on? Were there people that were, you know, further into it? Uh, You know, sort of what, uh, what are, what are your experiences uh, maybe with gatekeeping and hopefully not being a gatekeeper? Um, So, you know, we want to hear, um, I want to go I want to go straight to the old man himself uh, Ken and uh, and Adam what uh, what are some ways that you may have experienced this uh, so that we can look to avoid it in the future
4: uh, I saw a lot of it on discord right it was people guarding their digital communities and uh, by extension the IRL communities right you had this weird subgrouping at raids you had a group of seven people over there and then the two people in the corner going like, Oh, I just want to be part of the group. Right. And then you had the transition, the migration from Facebook to Discord and Discord's being invite only and you had to, you know, know a secret handshake to get in and all this kind of weird shit.
3: <laughs> or or the secret code. Pidgey, Pidgey, Pidgey. Yeah,
4: exactly. Or or <laughs> pay. Like, you know, if you want to be in the lured up Discord, you have to pay to be our friend. Sorry guys. Um but it's like <laughs> no, it, it's it's just a matter of uh you know, people covet their communities and people are exceptionally passionate and proud of the culture they create. And while they want to maintain that in the integrity of that culture, sometimes that comes off as being gatekeeper because they just, they're scared of, you know, people infiltrating and influencing the culture that they've created. So it, they could be gatekeepers and not really understand it. Now, Adam, I know we could talk, you could talk to this better than I, but like, even in the TCG, it's, there's exceptional, exceptional amount of gatekeeping there because, uh, the, the TCG world is way more pay to win. So yeah. And if you
3: don't have the, the latest cards, like
4: don't even, don't even try to go. Yeah. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic, but I, I think that when it comes to gatekeeping, it's, it definitely is an issue uh, in both the IRL and the digital setting, because, uh, you know, I think just people are very proud of the culture they've created and they don't want it to be tarnished by outside influence. And that, that you know, sometimes comes off as gatekeeping uh, or sometimes it could be completely intentional where they're just like, you know, fuck you. You're not cool. You can't be in the cool guy club, you know, kind of thing. So it's uh, I definitely think that it's, you know, anytime you have a community of, of passionate people, that's uh, it's going to be something you're going to have to deal with. For sure. Chris?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I I was just kind of like listening to you talk and I was having flashbacks very similarly to to (laughs) these online communities because there was no in-game communication. People had to cultivate their stuff. And before we had, you know, pandemic and everybody really kind of converted most of their local discourse and things like that to more like larger area, remote rates made that possible. It was kind of stringent before. They're like, what's your area code? You know, stuff like that. Like, you don't belong here. It's like, well, I work here uh, and I live somewhere else. So let's find a middle ground, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really haven't experienced too, too much gatekeeping. And one thing I wanted to say was actually kind of the opposite. One thing I have seen almost no, like none of, no, no example of, which I expected to see, was when people don't know Anything about Pokemon and they're at a raid, but they have their raid team because they're like, I got these tyranitars and I'm ready for this, right? When they say, you know, almost sheepishly, like, oh, this is my first Pokemon game or whatever, like, if that comes up in conversation, everybody is just like, that is so cool. I love that for you. That's fantastic. Do you have a Switch? I'd recommend this title as well. Oh, you like this Pokemon? That Pokemon came out in this version. I have all these memories from it, blah, blah, blah. And it like, just everybody's so welcoming and i think it's because a, like this was earlier to the whole haters conversation before like the the anonymity drops down and people are like oh i should be decent that's, that's probably the better way to go you know are you face any uh any uh social persecution there kyle are you you doing okay over there
1: uh no actually i was just gonna say like you said almost exclusively the opposite at least in the go community in particular it's the most welcoming community I've ever been a part of in terms of video games. And I've, I've played a lot of video games in the 29 years that I've been alive. And I just, I think that's fantastic. I've never had someone be like, no, you can't be like this because it has to be like this. And it's just a great experience. Obviously, people do that online. And I'm not, I'm not counting that because everyone's awful online, as Ken said
7: well okay what do you think oh, about that one? yeah so i i will say i am very lucky to have an awesome local community um pre-pandemic we had a leader that strived to make sure everyone was included so we would literally have on a normal weekend basis have raid trains of 40 to 60 people every single weekend even after the pandemic we had some other leaders that we tried to keep that going but just you know pandemic world that kind of started to fall off i will say in the gbl world if you go looking for it you'll find gatekeepers left and right there's people that don't that if you don't play it this way and you don't like these pokemon and use them this way you're not doing it correctly and you should just stop what you're doing and that sucks it it sucks for the community it sucks for once again getting new players into the game this is a community-based game let's be welcoming let's go out there and if you're if you know you're playing someone that's new and they beat you own up to it and say good job. So don't be that gatekeeper that makes people think they've done something wrong for actually achieving something good. Shadow Prime, he kicked my ass last month in what tournament? Just demolished me. Astro beat me. It it, it happens. We all take Ls. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so That part of the gatekeeping in the PvP community really does bother me, and it it needs to get better. But overall, I think most of the Pokemon landscape for Pokemon Go is very welcoming. As Adam said, if you look at the TCG or the VGC community, oh, those are more toxic than you could ever imagine from a welcoming standpoint. So, that's it. Astro, anything to close out here, man? No. Um
0: not really i think i think you guys all all nailed it pretty well um actually we've got we had probably another what hour worth of well, content that's um, lowballing it man that, <laughs> yeah. lowballing it uh we've we've ventured into um we're getting close into btw episode uh <laughs> time here <laughs> ken ken's like it's over an hour. <laughs> it's
4: over an hour. You see, you see, you see. Liked it. 55-minute <laughs> sweet spot. So,
0: um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a blast doing this. I think maybe we'll have a part two to continue this. Um, let just fucking always point. do this it's all the moving. time. Why not? Yeah. This is great. Oh, I'm down. Um, uh, if if yeah. you guys yeah. want, uh, you, the listeners want to um, see more, hear more of it, uh email shows it doesn't matter what show just email and just say like hey do this more do it more um and we'll set it up and we'll do it because this is probably the i mean minus our show and (laughs) this is like the most fun two hours i've spent probably in about a week (laughs) so (laughs) i appreciate it um Yeah,
3: is it three hours?
4: It's four. It's It's two hours and twenty
3: minutes, sir.
4: That's like that's like that's (laughs) almost that's when that's
3: that's edited and music's added. That's
1: like four days. Outro song.
0: Yeah, that's about four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll just kind of wrap it up here. Um, So, like I said, we're all podcasts. um, So uh, we're gonna. I don't know. Most of our listeners maybe listen to other podcasts. Some of us don't. I, I, am not sure how that works. I know we have a lot of people in all, all discords. Um, but for the people who don't know the other podcasts, um, where can,
6: uh, they find you and what days do your shows drop? Uh, RTC. So we drop every Thursday, uh, unless there's anything special going on. We drop every Thursday. Um, you can find us at uh, rtchatot on Twitter. You can email us rtchatot at gmail.com. Um, you can come to my house. We can hang out. Aww. Um, whatever works for you. Um, that's how we want to talk to you. His address will be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
4: can just go to uh, pokemonprofessor.com. That's that's our, our podcast network um, where you can get uh, links to everywhere that you can find us. Also, for the BT, uh, BTW crowd, if you're into pvp i also run a pvp discord new jersey go battle league so uh also you can get links to that it's a it's a wide open discord so i, I encourage you to join and uh play against some of the the best battlers in jersey and uh yeah just check out luredup.com up.com pokemonprofessor.com you get all our links there appreciate it
2: yeah. Uh, so anything, GoCast Podcast, you can pretty much just search GoCast Podcast and find us. But uh, most specifically, gocastpodcast.com for all things GoCast. Um, and uh, we drop our show anywhere from Thursday <laughs> to the next Tuesday. <laughs> Generally speaking, there's an episode a week, sometimes there's more. <laughs> So uh, we, we try to keep consistent <laughs> in that uh, we have four plus pieces of, of content out every single month on roughly a weekly a uh, weekly schedule, and we're very grateful for everybody's patience along the way. They
7: may be three <laughs> days apart sometimes, but who yeah, cares? no,
2: <laughs> on, honestly, yeah, we published one and then we recorded like a day and a half later. i are like, I don't have any Pokepole responses. Oh, that's right.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I totally forgot to, to, to mention that we uh, we're actually moving to a new schedule. We're going to be live streaming all shows. Going forward, starting next week, Tuesday nights, uh, we also do a TCG podcast. So we're going to be doing like a podcast block uh, on Twitch, Tuesday nights, oh, no. 10 o'clock. We'll be doing Lured Up, followed by our TCG podcast, Special Conditions. And then the audio f- uh, format will drop every Friday. That's awesome. Uh,
2: awesome. Just to close us awesome. out, mail at podcastcom
4: Yep.
3: Um, these are all cool dot so, com <laughs>
4: it's, well we, we have years it on, takes something um, you know, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it rtc aol.com <laughs> aol like dot co dot org just
2: see if podcast is available that'd be pretty cool edit that out mm. somebody will take it yeah edit right that
3: out. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Done. <Time> <laughs> <sandwich>. <laughs> that's uh enough.
0: at the btw uh podcast we uh come out every wednesday uh i've been pretty good with that so uh <laughs> 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 proud of myself there uh yeah uh you can check out our website finally yay um btwpvp.com that'll give you links to pretty much everything um, that we have um, going on. Um, I know uh, uh, Roundtable isn't, um, but uh, we're all pretty much supported by our listeners. You guys are the reason we do this, uh, whether it's just the occasional you guys are doing a good job tweet or it's you know a monetary donation or something like that. Um I will put the links for all the shows, websites, Patreons, all that stuff um, in the show notes. Uh, we all have a tendency of crossing over. Um, I know I've been on PPP corner. Uh, Mia and had did some stuff uh, on Lure it Up. One day I'm going to have uh, Ken rain check me on uh, a talking shit episode.
4: <laughs> Let's go. So,
0: um, yeah, uh, so yeah. Um, I just want to thank all of you guys. Like this was amazing. I, I had, I had a blast. Uh, thank you all for taking time out, um, to, to talk about this. Um, I felt like it was something important that our listeners maybe don't get to hear all the time. So, you know, thought it was, it was fun. Uh, um, yeah, I, so I had a lot of fun. This was yeah, this was great. yeah,
4: absolutely. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a special edition of BTW's Fireside Chat Talk. That comes out um on our YouTube every Friday. Friday, yes. Um it's our discussion piece, I guess. It's it's basically where we want you guys to email us and <laughs> tell us how bad we are or something. <laughs> um but uh as far as the super show goes, uh I'm I'm okay doing this more often. Um I think we all kinda agree with it. So um we will keep you guys posted uh on all that but um again thank you to all the hosts um for joining us and thank you to everyone who is listening or watching this uh on YouTube and I guess until we meet again stay sharp stay strong and stay super